I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, fuckers. A little hat tip to 007 coming out this week. Be out on Friday if you want to go see it. Uh, welcome back to the Patriot Party. Uh, we've been gone for a hot minute, but we're back. I am the Mick, and of course with me always is my hmm, very magical better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. As the name of this episode tonight is Smoke and Mirrors, uh, this will be an interesting, interesting night. We have got... Um, that much stuff to cover if you're watching on Rumble. Woo! It's a lot of crap. There's a lot of... St oh, shoot. Yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen that way. Anyway, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. There is a ton of stuff. First thing we want to start off with is... Uh, our weekend in Tulsa? Well, I wanted to start with something a little different. Not our weekend in Tulsa? No, well, kind of. It, it kind of relates it. All right? Okay. So about two years ago, <clears throat> on Mother's Day, I decided that, hey, you know what would be a really good idea? I'm going to go out and buy a MyPillow mattress topper for my wife. <laughs> this is true. And uh, the Giza Dream Sheets and the MyPillows to go along with it. We went out. I bought it, set it, had it sent to the house before Mother's Day. I had it set up on the bed for her on Mother's Day. And uh, it was immediately amazing. she fell in love with it. It was amazing. The to, reason we are telling you this story. To the point where, hold on, the story gets better because... That was actually during COVID, and we normally travel internationally like we did this past summer, but of course, we couldn't during COVID, so we went to my parents' beach house instead. And since I was furloughed, I had two weeks off, so I took the kids up for two weeks, and Mick had to work, so he got to join us for the second week. And about three days in, I called him up, and I was like, I need you to take the MyPillow mattress topper off the bed with the sheets and the pillows and bring it with you. And he said, have you lost your mind? It's a 10-hour drive. I'm in a pickup truck. There's no freaking way I'm going to be able to fit the mattress topper and all my shit in the, in the truck and get up there. And I said, I don't care if you bring anything else. I will buy you new clothes when you get up here. You must bring the mattress topper with you. Long story short, he I did. packed it in the truck <laughs> and uh, drove up with the MyPillow mattress topper, the pillows, the whole bit. The reason we are bringing this up, the reason that this is most important right now <clears throat> is that... Um, we are now officially sponsored by Michael and Dylan MyPillow, which is pretty outstanding. And we have a 1-800 number that is special. So listen, if you're listening to us right now and you've been a longtime listener, uh, you know that we love our MyPillow stuff. Seriously. Go out and get some MyPillow stuff. You're not only supporting us, but you're also supporting Michael and Dell and all of his work. And, you know, showing everybody else in this country that the elections are fraud, uh, everything that's taken place in the fraud in the elections, um, you're helping him out. And that is huge. So uh, and like I told you all, we're, when we get sponsors, we're going to support Patriots. That's who we're going to support. And we have a 1-800 number we got to give you with our promo code. Um, our promo code right now is defiant. Uh, well, um, so we're, we're waiting on it to finish processing. Um, so we'll have the promo code and the 800 number in about 24 to 48 hours. Well, I was uh, hoping either that... tomorrow or okay. Monday. Look, you get the emails too. You should know this. The, yeah, but I don't read them. Well, obviously, the def defiant is going to be the promo code. Just so you're aware, that's the one we've agreed on. So it kind of fits with our little bit right back here. So defiant is what you're going to type in. Please go beat it up. Spend money. Um, we will put. We will update this show on, on uh, Podbean and all of our podcasting platforms with the actual promo code and the 1-800 number. Please call, uh, order whatever you want. Uh, great for it's. You're gonna have to start ordering right now, and I'll get into why later <clears throat> for Christmas. 
Um, so you might as well start getting it right now. Get your Christmas presents in order. The slippers. They're, I'm, they're I'm so, so excited yeah, for the slippers. We're, gonna get, right we're now. getting slippers. Yeah. We're getting uh, towels. I can't wait for the towels personally myself. I, I <laughs> got a thing about towels, but that's neither here nor there. But yes, uh, we are now officially sponsored by MyPillow. Uh, we have more coming. So uh, we've been talking to people. I've gotten more emails this week than I've... I Actually, we do have another official sponsor already. And we, oh. we already have a link for his uh, that we don't for my pillow as of yet. And that's Dr. Mark Sherwood. Okay. So he is going to actually start being a regular guest on the podcast. He's going to come on at least every two weeks. Understand what Dr. Mark Sherwood does too. So he's If a, you don't know who he is. He's a naturopathic doctor. Um, he's also running for governor of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, this is correct. So it's, so, it's a double header. So when when he comes on, we'll we'll talk politics and health all wrapped up into one. And so, trust me, I've got big ones to ask him about because uh, while we were in Tulsa, my back acted up on the second day that we were there, and <laughs> it, was uh, rough. it did not want to work at all. I barely. Uh, it was. I went in. I I gutted it out. Got there for the first. I don't know, two three hours, and then about third hour, I was done. I was done. like, yeah, I can't sit in these seats, and there's just no support. And I was like, I gotta go, and uh, Velan. Stuck it out for the rest of it for me. Took a bunch of notes. But, yes, we do have Dr. Sherwood coming on. Yeah. We also have Dr. Cordy Williams coming on. Uh, Dr. Stella Emanuel. All of these people are fantastic people. I've, I've personally talked to all of them, and uh, they are amazing. Um, we also uh, – oh, tomorrow at – what time? Well, we're taping at noon, we're, so it'll yeah, come we're taping out. at noon, so it'll be out probably about tomorrow afternoon, four or five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Yep. We will be on the Steel Truth with Ann Vandersteel. Yep. And she's got what six? I don't know. Plus millions million listeners. Yeah. So um, we will be on her show for about ten minutes, roughly. We'll have a little spot with her, which is pretty ma amazing. We're supposed to have it the is. MAGA Institute on tonight, um, but they had some pipe issues. Sounds so, yeah, so that's, sounds that's like pushed Atlanta out a little to, bit. That, that's pushed out two weeks. So we'll be on Mag Institute in, in two weeks. Sounds like Atlanta a little bit. Plus, um, <clears throat> I got a new best friend. Oh, my God. All right. So now, if y'all haven't figured Mick out, people either love him or they hate him. Or and despise. there's very little in hate, between. Hate is a really strong word. I like to say despise. That This is true. Okay. And... And mix the same way. Either he loves you or he hates you or he despises you or he cannot be in the same room as you. And if he loves you, he will be loyal forever until you die or you betray him. To a fault. In which case. You better hope to God you're dead. Because <laughs> then I get to kill you. But. So, so much more fun. So, uh, so well, I made a really good friend too, yep. actually. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, a different one. So the first night that we were there, we went out. Uh, to dinner with Mickey Willis, yep. who did the Plandemic series. And, and we're also going to have him coming on. We are. And in fact, over the next, the course of the next couple of weeks, um, I have an idea that I have not shared with Mick yet. So I'm going to do it right now so that he has to agree. So I'm going to download each one of Mickey's movies one at a time. Um, and we're going to release them on our channel because I know a lot of people like myself have really just woken up in the, in the past year. And they haven't seen the pandemic series. So Mickey's given us permission, and he's given everyone permission, the entire world. You can go to uh, pandemicseries.org and download his movies. Uh, they're fantastic. But we'll be playing them on the channel over the, the course of the next couple weeks leading up to him coming on and releasing his Afghanistan movie, which we got to see in Tulsa, or I did anyway. And, oh, my God, I, I was bawling. Hopefully, so hopefully, was by the, uh, hopefully by the time he comes on here, <clears throat> we hope to be – 
one of the first channels that he gets to release it on. So yeah, that, that's what we're shooting for. That's our goal. That would be exciting. Um, and then we went to dinner with Chris Roy and Dustin Nemos. Yep. Um, and Dustin Nemos and I, like, hit it off instant. We went down some conspiracy theory, not, or conspiracy fact, rabbit holes, uh, ancient unknown history, all, all kinds of things, like, right up my alley. Nephilim and Giants and RH Negative, all the, all the stuff that I, I really love. Actually, it crossed over into mine because then we got to talk about some Templar <laughs> Templars War, too. And, yeah, and, all kinds of good stuff. So we had a blast with them. But then um, the second night, we went out with Josh Reed and Amber and Jeff from the Red Pill Project. Correct. And it was like, seriously, I thought Mick and Josh were going to start making out. And Josh is a Navy guy, so that's a possibility in his world. Um, <laughs> it happens, you know, you'll have that on ships, you know, they go out a hundred sailors, come back 50 couples. No, it's so, just the way it works. It, seriously, Josh is a, a retired Navy Intel guy. So we're, you know, of course makes a retired army Intel guy. Well, they, they, was... yeah, you were that too. So, um, they, they knew what the other one was talking about. Like they were completely on the same level. The rest of us were like, all right, y'all have fun. And they did. They we had an absolute blast. We went out dancing, as you can see from the picture. Yes, um, it, it was it was pretty fantastic. So and uh, we we went out and uh, we were uh, we were at a casino the whole time, and we, it was we uh, were, pretty really ridiculous. Actually. So um, I I want to play something really quick, if I if I can get this up. Oh Jesus! Oh, she's got me dancing. Oh yeah, I sure do. Oh, I don't know if it'll play it. Oh yeah, wait. Here we here we go. It should. Here, here, here's Mick dancing. <laughs> okay. I couldn't hear. Hey, I was staying right here in the box. You know, I wasn't going outside the box. As Will Smith said before he was raping kids, I'm staying right here. Stay in your box, you know. So I, I stayed in the box. So that was um, that was that was a blast. So we made a lot of good new friends um, and uh, made a lot of connections besides just yeah the sponsors. Oh, yeah. We um, got we got tons of we, yeah. well, we made a lot more with the podcasting community because there was close to thirty five podcasters out there that were all had their own shows. Yes, uh, we got to. Uh, Talked to a bunch of different ones. Um, it was Mick, actually Mick a really good. April Moss, yep. who was the, uh, and, you know, if you all remember, he called it out a ways back. He's like, how come these Well, the day before she went people, nuts. Yeah, these news people aren't coming out and, and you know, raising cane. And then she, she was the out. weather. She was the weather, weather, girl. weather girl from Detroit yep. who came out and she was, uh, and she went. She, she like, she was the one that did the awesome one where it was like right in the middle of the segment and they couldn't. <laughs> delete it they couldn't they didn't <laughs> the, right the delay the button <laughs> they couldn't hit the delay button and she was just like oh and by the way my whole station is lying to you about everything that's going on right now concerning covid and everything else and by the way tomorrow the weather in detroit's going to be wonderful and she she did all that yeah and she's amazing like i literally talked to this woman for close to 40 minutes she was amazing she yep. i was like you have got to come on our, our show she's going to be coming on she's we're going to have her on. coming yep. on uh we're going to be going on her show she just started a podcast and she's like i need as much help as i can get can you give me some tips trips uh yeah i can't even speak tips tonight. and tips tricks and tricks to the trade and i was just like well the one thing you should not listen to me on is audio stuff because <laughs> I've had nothing but serious effing audio problems. Yes, absolutely. So, um, but and, and then the other one that um, I'm really looking forward to is uh, Culture of Life 1972, which is a clothing line. 
Um, again, another great thing that you guys can get for Christmas. and uh, For your, your wives, your yes. girlfriends, whatever you got. It's a female clothing line. Yep. And it is amazing. So and they and here's support. The this is the big part. Is yes. they, they support anti-abortion. Anything anti-abortion is what they're about. So when she comes on, we'll let her tell her story. But um, in a nutshell... She kept seeing celebrities walking around with necklaces that said 1973. What happened in 1973, babe? That was when uh, Roe v. Wade was passed. Did you know that the baby from Roe v. Wade wasn't even aborted? Yep. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so uh, she saw these celebrities walking around with 1973 necklaces, and it just disgusted her, as it does myself as well. And so she decided to put her money where her mouth is, and she started this clothing line, uh, Culture of Life 1972, and... She's she's fighting for life every single day, um, doing what she loves at the same time. So that's pretty fantastic. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to have her coming on here soon as well. So you all ready for a secret? What's I've been secret? holding on to this secret for almost eight days now. What secret? And is even Vlin doesn't know. Okay, it's not my secret. But now you're on this camera, so I get to tell you. Okay, it's not it's not it's not our. We're secret also going to be having. Okay. Another Vanessa come on our show. Oh, yeah? Yes. Clay's wife is going to be coming on our show. Really? Yes. Fantastic. I, I begged her and asked her and begged and pleaded, and she <laughs> will be coming on our show. She's an amazing woman, folks. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I got a thing for Vanessa's, but she's another <laughs> Vanessa, and she is amazing, and uh, I am going to definitely watch my mouth around her because not only is she a lady, but uh, she's a hardcore Christian, and... I don't want her to send me to hell, and if there's one person that probably could, it's probably her. So, other than well, that, well, she is a Vanessa, so yes. Yes. So, other than that, um, you see this. This is our list of what we're going to do Monday night. <laughs> Throwing that away. Which we Boom. actually did record Monday night for two and a half hours. We sure did. And then we went to drop it, and due there, to audio there issues, was, there was nothing. There was no audio. There, there was no audio there. <laughs> it was so, just us. Moving our heads around. For I'm going to tell you right hours, now. So. Go to your Telegram. Uh, go to our Telegram because there's going to be a ton of articles that we're going to drop tonight. Uh, th these articles all span what what's happened. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them tonight. I'm going to throw a bunch away because they're old news. Uh, one of the things I did want to say is that um, Casey DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis' wife, governor of Florida, she uh, has breast cancer, and uh, we're praying for her. And I know this is going to sound weird and hell coming out of my mouth. And trust me, I couldn't believe I was saying it today. But I found out that Rachel Meadow was uh, diagnosed with skin cancer. And I know she's been vaccinated. So God bless her, too, because, you know, I don't want to see she's anybody die, die from cancer. And I, even though I don't agree with her politically on any shape, any way, any form, I don't ever want to see anybody die from cancer, and that's just a horrible way to go. And um, well, uh, honestly, babe, we're going to see a lot of them. I, and I, it is horrible, but I got you. That but rapid onset just, cancer post jab is a big thing, and very few people are talking about it. I, I'm just throwing it out there that I mean, she was diagnosed with cancer, and it's uh, that's a that's a just not not, I mean, not fair for anybody. And we, we're not we're we not like the left. We don't wish you to die from COVID. Uh, we don't wish you to die from anything. Um, unless it's me pulling a trigger, but there's, we just don't wish people to die. It's not a, it's not a thing we do. And I just want to yeah, make sure we're, that we're not the left. I understand that you all understand that, uh, I don't care if what your religious beliefs are, but if you're ill, it's like, you know, that's a fucked up thing to say to somebody, but the bigger part. So everybody saw what happened in the last three days. 
Um, and I've been in contact with a couple different people. Oh my God, do I have source reports out the bundle? You mean whistleblowers, Facebook going down, um, going to war with China, ti Ty Taiwan, invading Taiwan, blah, Japan, blah, blah. So let's, that. let's, let's, we're going to boil all this down. And guess what? I'm going to connect all three together. And when I connect all three together, your mind's going to go, and then you're going to sit there and go, holy shit, never thought about it that way. Wait, light. wait, but before, before we do that real quick, I just, because I know you're going to go off for like an hour. I, I just need to lighten more than I, an hour. All right, I need to lighten the mood real real quick, okay? Go for it. Here here we go. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my god, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of bring back those first two stages. That is pretty funny. Watch and learn what All you right. learn that So, yeah, that happened on Saturday. Uh, Brandon Brown, uh, you know he belongs to... Um, would you pause that, please? I, I love hearing the chants. Okay, so I got the, it. It's the national so, chant. It's all over. Brandon, let's go, Brandon. Uh, he's, he's sitting there, and you know he belongs to Michael Jordan's team? Really? Yeah, that's Michael Jordan's race team. He's okay. one of Michael Jordan's race drivers. First one that first race that Michael Jordan's won as a race owner, as a awesome. team owner. Fantastic. Let's and, go, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> they're out there saying "fuck Joe <laughs> Biden," and that NBC reporter's out there just lying her ass off. Oh, saying, too funny. Let's go, Brandon. Okay, they did it at Fenway too, by the way. Oh yeah, except they, not let's at go, the Brandon. Game. Yeah. yeah, it was hysterical. Well, we're just gonna call it "Let's Go, Brandon." There's T-shirts out already. I know it it's says, amazing. Let's go, Brandon. I know. Um, and then it says at the bottom, FJB. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. It's, it's the memes are, are fantastic. And it's getting better because somebody else is doing, uh, I heard it today. I don't remember what podcast because I listened to about 30-something podcasts today. But um, <laughs> one of the podcasts they were talking about, they said that uh, it was a, you know, let's go Brandon. Oh, no, it was in New York. It was the um, teachers union. They were out there protesting. Uh, what's his nuts? Um the mayor of New York City. But de Blasio? De Blasio. It was like, uh, let's go, Brandon, and Bill de Blasio. Let's go, Brandon, <laughs> and Bill de Blasio. It actually added a tempo to it. It's like, fuck Joe Biden and, and Bill, Bill de, de Blasio. Blasio. <laughs> fuck Joe Biden. And I was like, holy shit, that's outstanding. Leave it to New Yorkers, right? Oh, that's fantastic. So first thing that happened is obviously that one. That was really bad. Um, but now I want to talk about something a lot more serious, okay? This boils down to an active PSYOP. Everybody talks about PSYOPs like, oh, well, there's so many PSYOPs. Well, this is, uh, this is teal. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't see it. But this is teal green. That must be a PSYOP. No, it's not. Okay, okay. so what, what is the definition of a PSYOP? I don't have the military definition, definition sitting in front of me. Basically, it is a psychological operation. It is something to make you believe something that is not actually happening. So, for instance, if we were going to invade, in, when we went into Iraq, one of the psychological operation missions we did prior to our invasion of Iraq, when we rolled into Iraq, is we had planes fly over Iraq and dump all these little leaflets out. And it explained how to capitulate. How to surrender, essentially, to us. We call it capitulation, but you can't call it surrender because if you say surrender to somebody, that means I'm better than you. But if I say capitulation and you're just some wacko sheep fucker from the middle of Iraq, you're going to be like, well, that's like a $4 word. It sounds like I'm still pretty good, even though capitulation 
essentially means surrender. Yes. Minus that, they don't know that. So it's always based on education level, reading level, blah, 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 blah. And these messages were dumped all over Iraq. And uh, as the United States went across the border, we saw all these Iraqi forces, hands up, dropped their guns in the sand and walked away from them. And that's exactly what the papers told them to do. I mean, there were still some that stayed and fought, which didn't last very long, but they did stay and fight. And they didn't capitulate like they were supposed to. And when you don't capitulate like you're supposed to, uh, you get whacked. It just kind of happens, you know. So, Bodies get burnt and it just kind of happens. It's one of those things called war for a reason. So, so, so how does the, uh, the current... Um, PSYOP. So let's talk about the PSYOP real quick. Okay, so first it starts out with, let's go all the way back. And now I'm going to date myself here. We're going to go back to the quote-unquote J6 thing that was being promoted on TV. Everybody remember that? Remember how we were supposed to go up to D.C. for that? The big rally? Yeah, the big rally yeah. in D.C.? Okay. I, um, yes, absolutely. Tell me something. Who all did that come from? You? No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't look it up. Stop. stop. No, no. I, 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 I was want you, something else, but okay. I want you to think about this real quick, and yeah. I want you to speak. I don't want you to pay attention to your stupid computer. I'm listening. I want you to speak. Okay. Who was that propagated by? Who did we tell all of our listeners? Donald Trump. No. Not January 6th. I'm not talking about January 6th. I'm talking about J6 Day on September 18th in Washington, D.C. The big no-nothing. The big nothing happened. Oh, that one. FedFest. FedFest. Exactly. Who was that propagated by? Um, the, Who was the ones that said, hey, come up to D.C.? The media. Okay, the hold MSMs, on. So you the had feds. NBC was a big one. Yeah. The feds were the other big one. Yeah. Who else was involved in that? I, I would imagine probably the administration. Okay. So with their, their social media influencers. So let me tell you something, folks. So when you have a whistleblower from Facebook, this Francis Hugin or Haugen, however you pronounce her name, this dumbass go on CBS. 60 Minutes. A known liberal site. Yeah. And say, oh, I've got some information about Mark Zuckerberg. You should already know that right there, this is 190% bullshit. Okay, so when she went on CBS, and we watched, the, we yep, watched it. we sure did. Right? As soon as she said insurrection, I knew she was full of shit. Yeah, oh, I knew that. That too. was it. I was done. I was like, yeah, it was no, over. she's full of it. But so, hold on. So then I, I saw on Twitter today. Hold on. Stop, stop, okay. stop. Okay. We're okay. going to get there. All right. Okay. All right. So she went on 60 Minutes. She did a 25-minute spot there with uh, Scott Pelley, who is another known liberal diehard. Yep. And uh, I don't have a whole lot of love loss for <laughs> Scott Pelley, so suck my dick, Scott. No. Um, anyway, so... It was just weird when Scott Pelley said in that interview, if you remember within the first 20, nah, it was probably the 10 minutes that she was on there, first 10 minutes that she was on there, and he said, it was weird how he brought it up and she didn't. He said, well, since you've got to go testify in front of the Senate on Tuesday, mm -hmm. wait a minute, there's our, there was a Senate hearing already scheduled already scheduled prior to Tuesday that no one else was aware of to include some Republicans not all but some Republicans that nobody knew about so now hold on so just you got to stop because you you are interrupting okay I have a question no no so Scott Pelley 
gets on there and he does that and I automatically start scratching the side of my head going, wait a minute, this sounds really fucking weird. Started thinking about it and uh, some other things started to hit me. Uh, and then Monday morning rolls around. Monday morning, I get the most weirdest phone call from a source that I haven't talked to in probably been about five, six months, okay? Five, six months, this source reaches out. First, he opens the phone conversation with a cue drop from, I think we narrowed it down to, that was what, November 2017, 2018? Yeah. Okay, so November 2018. And he talks about going dark. And I was like, all right, that's a really weird way to open things up. And I, I was trying to go back and find the post that he was talking about. But at the time he called me, I was driving. I couldn't write shit down. It really pisses me off when people do this to me. But whatever. <laughs> because I was like, they should all be psychic and know when you're driving. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I'm like, damn, I can't remember what he said exactly. And I kind of boiled it down. We finally I think we narrowed it down to the Q post. Do you remember what Q post that was? Well, there's only one Q post that actually has the words going dark. Yeah, or gone dark or something along those lines. It was dark. That's all I know. It was very dark. It wasn't light. Many of them are. Yeah, they are. But anyway, so long story short, he started it off with that. And then he tells me that the government knows. And I was taking it one way because I was thinking about something else that somebody else had brought up. And, um, and he said they already know. Everything's already in play. Remember, uh, what was it, HR, what was it, uh, the rule for um, section 230 yes yeah, section 230 remember section 230 and read what Trump did and I'm thinking to myself I'm like all right Jesus now you're really jumping into the weeds here because now you're talking about Q you're talking about section 230 you're talking about Trump and you're talking about what's currently going on and then shortly thereafter I get a phone call from Vila and she's going nuts because she tells me hey Facebook Instagram all of and Facebook, WhatsApp, WhatsApp are, are down. all down. Yep, down. And I was like, down? Down, like, What are down. you talking about? So yep. I rolled over to my uh, Instagram. I started scrolling. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it really is. And then. My kid hacked I'm, into the source code and found that even that was being deleted. Well, I, I, got, I got better. I got better stuff on yep. this one. Okay? Because this gets really cool. It's and pretty got, cool oh my, that our kid can hack into the source code of Instagram. I'm just saying. I've got, no, I've got some other <laughs> stuff. i got stuff. Stop. Please. Okay. You right, are right. fucking jumping me right now. All mm -hmm. right. So. This source, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, I, I'm really confused now because this guy, he doesn't reach out. He doesn't call like that, and he doesn't tell me stuff like that unless there's something real going on. So I started putting my feelers out because I was like, I don't know if I want to report this tonight because I'm not sure if this is going to be accurate, blah, 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 blah. And uh, long story short, I've got, I got partial confirmation from another source, and I'm like, all right, this is weird because what I was thinking is that this all had to do with what – ended up eventually happening between China and Taiwan because on Monday night at the same time, China pretty much invaded Taiwan. Now, a lot of people say, well, they didn't really invade them. I'm like, no, 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 they really did. They flew planes. They now control the airspace over Taiwan. Taiwan cannot do, they cannot make a plane leave. They can't do anything without asking the Chinese government. So yeah, they, they kind of really do. Um, it, oh, and by the way, there's a bunch of ships sitting around Taiwan right now. I'm not sure if everybody's aware of that. They're not U.S. ships either. They're Chinese ships. I'm just saying. There's some U.S. ships there too, though. Well, w would you shut the F <laughs> up? I swear to God. Th this is why I mute her, folks. No. So moving right along with this, um, 
we go through our whole podcast on Monday night. We did two hours and what? Two hours and 30-something minutes. Yep. And uh, after the two hours and 30 minutes, uh, obviously, we found out none of the audio recorded, and I was like, son of a bitch. Which, I was, at first, I was really pissed off with myself, and I was trying to fix that. And it, trust me, I was up until, Christ, almost midnight trying to fix it. Uh, it took me forever. Finally, we got a working solution out of it. And then uh, Tuesday night, we tried again, still had some of the same problems. And then uh, I, I, I finally, Tuesday night, I lost my mind, went and changed some cables out. We got some other stuff fixed. Everything finally worked out. Anyway, as we're going forward with this, the Facebook story is still out there. And she went, she goes and testifies in front of Congress or, well, in front of the Senate. Senate. And uh, in front of the Senate, almost as if suddenly of all, all of a sudden, I see, when I see liberal senators reaching out and talking to her like she actually has something to say, that's my second oh shit flag. Um, this is all bullshit. Then I find out, this is what I found out in the last, really the last two days, and this is really cool. Not only were liberal senators in on this, but Republican senators were in on this. And when I actually found out what my guy was explaining the first day, what he was actually talking about was this is all scripted. This is part of the playbook. So we used to talk about Donald Trump, you and I, uh, Vilan. We would have conversations and we used to talk about one of the things we used to love about Donald Trump. He would hold this shiny object up here. And then meanwhile, he'd be down here grabbing him in the cut. And that's exactly what's going on here. However, the problem is, is when the liberals get down there, um, there's some wedding tackle down there. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, I'm not like that, man. I was like, well, I thought you were a liberal. Well, I, I mean, it, it's not like that. Well, wait a minute. Then this shiny thing isn't so bright anymore. What we're coming to find out now, this is all a plan. Do not trust what this woman says. She is lying. What did we find out about her in the last 48 hours? Oh, well, let's see. Um, she was on the censorship team that deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story, um, as well as on the same censorship team leading right up to the election and suppressing everything about election fraud. And then they got rid of that censorship team. And I guess she wanted her job back. So she went in front of Congress to go ahead and try and get more censorship. But so, but, 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 wait, but, 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 where else did she work? Um, She's worked a couple other places before this. I, I'm sure. And, and I don't know, but I do know no, that she shares Jen a Pisaki. PR firm with, she, with Jen She Pisaki. works with a uh, PR firm with Jen Pisaki. She also worked where? She worked somewhere else. You told me about it. I did? Yes, you did. How, what, what's that? And I've confirmed it since then. What's that? She worked in the Perkins Coie Law Firm at one point, but way before any of this shit. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting how they can trust her, huh? Yeah. Isn't that odd how they can trust her? A little bit. Kind of hurts. It's kind of deflammatory to her case towards Facebook. So get this. Right after that, my call to Vanessa, I said, I, I, V-Lynn, I looked at her. I said, hey, um, you know, you, uh, you watch. And actually... Josh from the Red Pill Project, he told me this too. He said, you watch, this is going to be a deletion from the inside. And he said, it's because of the Senate hearings. I didn't say that, but I wasn't sure. And then 
as things played out now, I know that it was a deletion on purpose, not because Zuckerberg actually, or I'm sorry, I don't call him Zuckerberg, I call him Zuckerfuck, not because Zuckerfuck actually added an update to Facebook. No, it's got nothing to do with that. This has got to deal with that she's in front of the Senate. What does the Senate have? What type of power does the Senate have? Subpoena power. So what might he have to produce for the Senate? Mm, the records. records that might show that they were actually trying to go after little girls and target little girls and give them bad sociology, ideology, lookyology, or whatever, whatever they call all that crap. The and little girls, and they were trying to brainwash them into committing suicide, um, which is disgusting in and out of itself. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking a stand for, for Mark Zuckerfuck at all. But instead... What they might have to do is now produce these records. So what does Zuckerfuck do? He got rid of them all. Yeah, but he said he applied an update to servers. Let me tell you how this works just real quick. Servers don't delete source code. Exactly. And servers don't delete hard drives. So how, when he he gets finally called in front of the Senate, because Republicans are going to make him show up. So when he gets called in front of the Senate and he's asked to produce all these documents and all this other stuff that she brought with her, supposedly snuck out of Facebook, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, supposedly snuck out of Facebook. Mm-hmm. What we're going to find out is now Zuckerberg can't produce these records. Why? Because on Monday, when all of Facebook went to shit and a nuclear bomb basically went off down there at one Facebook way, um, you're going to find out that all those hard drives and all that stuff was deleted. But he applied an update to servers, not to a hard drive. I'm confused on how he lost all this stuff. Well, that's because he did this all on purpose. And we actually reported on Monday that people couldn't access or get access into the building because their cards didn't work or whatever, their little swipe cards didn't work. That's not technically true either. Oh, they could get into the building. Well, let's put it this way. Not everyone could get in. Not everybody, but one person could, and guess who? what he did? He left the door open for everybody else just so that the story played out properly. Oh. Oh. That all sucks. So now, what you're asking me, I'm, I know I can see all of the heads out there moving and the light bulbs going off and everybody waking up. So your next question is, how does this apply to China? Hmm. So remember how I talked about that shiny thing up here? And then Trump was down here grabbing him in the uh, see you next Tuesdays. And liberals, though, when they do it, they find wedding tackle. This was to distract us from what's going on in Taiwan. Well, what exactly is going on in China right now? Well, more specifically China, not so much Taiwan, but China. Mm, uh, They have reduced their workforce so that their factories are only working one day a week. There's another big thing. Their whole, their housing market, all their buildings, their property management market is going to crash. Just like ours. Correct. Yep. So when they're going to crash and uh, you start applying all of that there, now how do we cover that up if we're Joe Biden and his administration? What's the best way to do it? Hmm. Facebook. Oh, look at Facebook. Shiny object, Facebook. Hi, I'm Facebook. 
So you don't think the Facebook thing was to distract from the fact that we apparently have 30,000 troops in Taiwan? No, 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 no. That there's, because, that there's been a, a U.S. Special Forces team training the Taiwanese military? That came out today. I yeah, think Breitbart it's not, released that It's today. not U.S. Special Forces. I can tell you who it is, but I it's know, not U.S. Special Forces. I know, it's your friends. I got you. No, it's not my friends either. Oh, no? No, 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 no. no. These guys go... Oh, okay. What is it? They um, balance a ball on their uh, on their nose. Uh, sleep, sleep, eat, and lift, and lift, and sun, and sun. Gotcha. That's what. That's who's training. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, and they ride on. What do they ride on? They don't ride on planes. I mean, sometimes they do, but yeah. most of the time they ride on boats, ships. Yep. Okay. But anyway, so with that, we've got a whole other part to this because. Hold on. Nope, we uh, don't. Of course. Nope, we sure don't. But wait, there's more. So I do have more. Okay, so what's the other part of the story? So she goes, so we were talking about China. Yeah. China is obviously the shiny object, right? Yeah. So how do I know? Is China the shiny object? Or oh, no. is the whistleblower the shiny well, object? Well, the whistleblower is the sh shiny object for the Republicans because the Democrats, remember, Democrats don't think what? They think what? They they're think not stupid. Yeah, they, they're not stupid. They think we're stupid. Yeah. They think we can't get past Facebook. Well, oh. that's because they judge us on the Republicans who are stupid. Correct. So it gets better, though. So how do I know that this whistleblower is full of shit? Um, because she's a Democrat? Well, I mean, how else do I know that this whistleblower is full of shit? Okay, I'm sorry, but how often is it that someone who is about to go testify in front of the Senate first goes on CBS 60 Minutes? That's part of it. That I mean, right off the of bat, it. that's like, uh, hello, I'm full of shit. I'm a setup. I'm a psyop. So it comes, Daily Wire reported this, and it's going to be one of my lead stories in our Telegram. Okay. Um, Daily Wire Review found that she was working with Democrat operatives to roll out her complaint as the same lawyers as the anonymous Ukraine whistleblower. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, same lawyers. Same lawyers that did the whistleblower allegation against the Ukraine and against Donald Trump's impeachment, who reportedly turned out to be then-Vice President Joe Biden's top advisors for the country. So she shares a lawyer with uh, Vindman. Correct. And in previous roles in Pinterest, <laughs> Francis Halligan has a recent change to give users the option to filter searches in spe specific skin tones. At Gigster, uh, she is now uh, talk on. She has a talk on. If we don't build with an eye towards inclusion, we can end up erasing bias or enhancing bias. So wait, so she's preaching about inclusion, but she wants more censorship. Apparently. Okay. And then on top of that, in 2015, she complained that Google was not inclusive enough to women, saying, "I didn't realize the way it had been uh, that the way I had been worn down." By being a woman in tech, the last time I was at Google, I had a transsexual engineering director. As a result, we had more transsexual women than cis women on our team, which also says something about says something sad about the number of women in tech. Um, those aren't women. Exactly. Look, if you've got junk, you're a dude. Even if you have tits, if you still have a penis and balls, technically, according to God, you're a guy. If you don't have a womb, you're a guy. Yeah, yes, yes. 
you don't see major tech companies, and when you do see them in major tech companies, you see them in places like support roles or marketing, perhaps, or sales. That's the problem, she said. According to public records, uh, Haugen also is a co owns a house with Molly Tombley-McCain, a computer coder who made a glamorific tool better, a better ally. Made the glamour, I'm sorry, gamification tool to be a better ally. I don't know what that means. I mean, honestly, I, I kind of thought that this Francis Haugen chick looked like a dude, so that would kind of Haugen has sense. made more than 20 federal complaints and contributions since 2016. Uh, she has given Democrats, according to the Federal Election Commission data, on January 13th, 2020, uh, Haugen sent money to AOC. Oh. For further contribution to the Courage of Change Political Action Committee, one of the most frequent recipients of her donations was the Democratic Sensational Campaign Committee member. Um, the Senate Subcommittee on Consumer Protection, uh, Product Safety, and Data Security, which is chaired by none other than Senator Richard Blumenthal of oh. Connecticut, Democrat, uh, invited her to testify in a panel Tuesday to air her complaints, to which, as if he was... On cue, said, hey, you, you need to give her some time to go in front of the January 6th commission. Why would she go in front of the January 6th commission? Oh, because of what she was talking about in the Senate yesterday, or the other oh, day. Oh, because of the censorship. Correct. Yes, because and we how need we have more to censor more people. Yes, we need more censorship. Uh, her lawyers are now seeking $50,000 on a GoFundMe account uh, for her covering her legal expenses, who are other, otherwise, according to what we know, are working pro bono. Those lawyers and that whistleblower aid group are also funded by Mark Zaid. You know who Mark Zaid is, right? No. Who previously represented the national security official who allegedly uh, alleged that Trump inappropriate Vinman's Vinman, lawyer. Vinman's lawyer. Gotcha. I just didn't know. To investigate name. Joe Biden inappropriately and press the country to drop the investigation into his son's firm, Burisma. Hmm. Hmm. The identity of the whistleblower, who did not have firsthand knowledge of the call, was fiercely shrouded, but some outlets reported that it was Eric. Uh, Sierra Melli, Joe Biden's top advisor to Ukraine, which is what I've heard. That's what I've heard through all of my contacts. Um, and I, I'm just telling you folks uh, right now, right here, this backs up everything I'm saying, not to also outdo what I'm about to tell you about, which gets even worse. So she's completely in 100% full of that's like four stories worth of stuff, and they'll all be in our Telegram. So if you want to see my proof on this, I will show it to you. It will be in our Telegram. But she is almost 100% full of shit. So that's how I know that the rest of this is to cover something else up. So what are they covering up? What the hell is the only other thing going on right now? Well, Taiwan and China and all that. What's the big part of China that just came out? I mean, it's huge. It's like... It's like mind-blowingly huge, and I'll, I swear to God, I'll get into that. It's pretty nuts, but... What's that? Okay, what am I missing? What's the big thing about China? So what is going on with China right now? What just, what just went tits up in China? I mean, completely just dropped everything. Um, what's Evergrade? Evergrade. What about Evergrade is so important? Evergrade holds... I mean, it's a state-run company. Well, if it they is. Go, if they go Ever bankrupt, that's a, kind of a huge deal. Everything state-run in China. Come exactly. On. It's communist. So if a state-run company goes tits up, that's a very big deal. So Evergrade goes tits up. And now Evergrade holds, uh, what is it, uh, all of the 
in Australia, it holds all of their pensions. All of their pensions are 100% in Evergrade. 30% of the pensions in America are in Evergrade. So right now, Evergrade just went absolutely tits up. Their housing market, everything about their market concerning houses, buildings, and all that other wonderful stuff, all just took a dump. Gone. Peace. Evergrade is done. They went bankrupt. They declared bankruptcy on Monday. All kind of odd. So why am I like sitting here going, I actually added something to our wall tonight. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. My wife did earlier. Yeah. v did it earlier. What's up with the clock? Okay. That is the doomsday clock. That is set to the appropriate time of doomsday. Right now, according to the world doomsday clock. I'm not even pointing at it properly. Yeah. <laughs> that clock right there. So I'm going to re- go ahead and set that clock again later on. And I'm going to put it to what I think doomsday is. Because I can tell you right now, guess what meets next month? The International Doomsday Committee. Why is there such a thing? Uh, because we've had one ever since nuclear weapons were ever discovered. Okay. Because that is the ultimate end to the world. Y- you, they, think, you think they, we'll make it to next month with the International Doomsday Committee? So get this. You ready for this one? This one's uh, going to really blow your mind. Go for it. So in 2020, or actually in 2018, 2018, the International Doomsday Committee actually added two other parts to their their equation into when doomsday will happen. Their prophecy? Correct. So get this. This is the nutty part, right? Yeah. Um, Because Donald Trump was elected president, guess what they did to the clock? Sped it up. Like two hours. Because of his belief of global, because they added ecology into the doomsday calculation. Mm, Climate change. Correct. Correct. So you tell me that's not a liberal organization at all. Of course it is. Yep. So, and because Donald Trump didn't believe in global warming, oh shit, well that means doomsday's coming another hour earlier, and, and he doesn't, he, he's, he's bolstering with his nukes, so you know, the, the North Koreans, well they're going to, no, listen folks, um, most of China and the Far East, they're actually very, um, uh, what's the best way, words, I'm trying to think of the best words to use here, what? I'm thinking about BDSM when you have a, Somebody beating you, and then you're the other guy. Dominating. Exactly. They're very easy to dominate because if you show force, they back right the hell off. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to. That's what Donald Trump used in his, you know, all, all, you know, hat, hat nods and hat tips and all that other crap to Donald Trump. That's what he did. He used force, kept Kim Jong-il in his little shorts and said, you sit there in the corner of color and maybe, maybe I might think about giving you some more aid, but probably I'm not going to. So how does this all play into one? Are we going to go to nuclear war? That's why the doomsday clock. Think about it, folks. I gotcha. Japan is currently getting ready. They're preparing. Get this. Okay, so what is the... I, I, I've always talked about markers. There are markers to everything. Think about the, uh, I've talked about, well, at least with you, I've talked about the Templars for days, if not hours, if not months on end. Yes. Okay. There are always markers, something the Templars always believed in. There were Q markers. talked about markers too. There were markers from God. Q did. Q talked, Q actually had a lot to say about markers. Yep. So one of the markers that I think is 
it's funny because one of the things that my source, when he originally quoted something to me, he said Red October. We're in Red October. Well, I was thinking the same thing. And then I thought about it a little bit of a different way. Because what is Red October actually? Red October actually falls back to the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah. It's when the Bolsheviks went nuts or they got whacked and the communists took over. Okay. Red October also talks about a submarine which is directly related again to the Bolshevik revolutions showing how strong the communists are and how their cocks are hard and they can swim and surf in the waters. And I know that makes Josh really hard, (laughs) but let's really examine what red October means because there's something else that we saw this that's already happened. It already happened. It happened yesterday. We've seen it one time before in history. What was that? Uh, a 5.0 earthquake off the coast of La Palma that's currently erupting in flames and it's about to fall into the ocean and cause a massive tsunami that's going to wipe out our house and we're finally going to collect on our massive insurance policy. That one? No. Somebody else that I will... She will name, remain <laughs> nameless because I will never use her name again. No, you that's, freak. That's true, no. though. It's all, that I, is all true. Anyway. Great. Okay. <gasps> there yep. it goes. Be prepared. It's on the ceiling. Watch the water. Okay. What else does that refer to, though? Think about it. Use your brain. We've only seen it once before. And the last time they did this, there was a world war. What's that? The Russians threw up a firewall around all of their computer systems. We can no longer. They've cut off all shipments of gold and silver out of their country. They are sitting in the corner. They are playing Sweden to a fucking tee. I don't support you. I don't support you. The two big dogs are going to fight in the middle of the block. The Russians are sitting back saying... Well, we'll just watch, see what happens. Russia's gone full Russia first. Remember, World War II, Russia sat in the corner and colored. Until what? Until the Germans crossed the Russian lines, went after Stalingrad and everything else. And then the Russians said, whoa, fuck, not only Honestly, no. Honestly, though, they, they still sat back for a while and let, let the Russian they let them, do its work. They let them get, well, that was smart, though. That was tactically, that was, that's what you that, should do. That was brilliant. Yeah. But. You're in freaking Russia. It's the cold. Russians kill people. did they sat in the corner and they colored and they watched what was going on. They didn't eat crayons, so don't think they were Marines. They didn't <laughs> fucking eat crayons. However, what they did do was sit in the corner and color and they watched and they waited. We're seeing this again now. They just threw up a firewall around all of their computers. You can't get to a Russian server if you tried right now. You are banned. You will not get in there. Our telegram works. Yeah, it doesn't go to a Russian server. It's okay. It does not go to a Russian server. I can tell you that right now. The American servers are not in Russia. Okay. I'm going to tell you this right now. Russia is about to become a black hole. Why? Because they don't want to get in the middle of this shit. They're going to let the two big dogs fight in the block. Why? Because at the end of it, when they're still all one, which again, we talked about this on the last podcast, Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump did not get along. However, they respected, they respected each, other. each other. Yep. And they knew that the other one knew 12 steps ahead of what the other one was doing. Joe Biden is a f- puppet of China, failing retard who can barely remember what his name is on any given day and is a puppet of China and is just playing to the Chinese and rolling it up. They're just sitting there going right now. I just watch this happen. I'm going to let it happen. We're just going to wait and watch. So, if you want to talk about markers, your first marker was what the Chinese are doing with Taiwan. 
Your second marker is what Russia did. Your third marker will be, and I'm gonna, I'm putting money on this one. And Japan's already out of war footing, so just wait. When Japan calls us and asks us for nukes, that's your third marker. And we say no. So what is the problem? How do I say that Chinese, the Chinese are bad? That's like really bad that we're gonna, we're even. This possibly could be a thing. Why would I say that? I mean, we no, could no, no. honestly be going to war. Yes. This would be World War III. The armies of the East are going to march across the Euphrates that's dried up. This would be an atomic war. This would be World War III at an atomic level. Why? This is the problem. And I'm not saying anything classified here. What I'm saying is actually well known. Okay? This is the issue. We go to war with China. Or anything happens with China. It doesn't matter even if we do it. If Taiwan does it. We've got an issue. This is the issue. This is what you're not going to hear from your leaders. Yes, we know the Chinese have nuclear weapons. What we don't know that we knew about the Russians for several hundred thousands of years because we had defectors that came to us in droves telling us about all their weapon systems. We knew exactly how many weapon systems the Russians had, where they had them, and what they were doing with them. We could monitor them from our satellites. China has everything that we have plus some. Exactly. And we have no idea how many yeah. that is. Everything that we have we, because they have listen, purchased it. We no, left no, it in fucking listen, Afghanistan. No, whatever. it's not that. We have no idea how many. We, haven't, we know how many nuclear plants they've got. What we don't, we don't know is how many weapon systems they got. And I'm not talking about the big ones that they can fire and they can drop it on a gnat's ass at uh, thousand, five thousand miles away. Okay. I'm talking about the smaller, more mobile ones that they can fire. Yeah, they might not. You mean the ones that can fit on container ships? They're less. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, there was a Chinese general that came out I, I three know, or four I, years ago I know about that, that said that they could. They had mobile missile systems that they could put on container I, ships. I know about that. What I'm talking about are the less accurate ICBMs that can be fired from land. Yeah, they might not hit their target. But when you're carrying a 100 kiloton warhead, does it really matter if you land on top of that building that you were shooting at? It, let, me, let me put I, it I, I in get an what aspect you can understand. But do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I got you. But understand this. They're not firing an ICBM from a ship. ICBMs don't get fired from that unless you're firing a Trident II rocket out of a submarine. That is not an, that's not an ICBM. I am talking an inner... This biggest missile that they could possibly fire from a ship has less than a 50 kiloton warhead. How do we know that? How do we know what the Chinese have the capability of doing? Be the biggest missile that we can fire from a ship has a 50 kiloton warhead. And that's a warship. Warhead. And that's a warship. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking, that's a submarine. How many, sh how many Chinese cargo ships I, are I, off the I coast gotcha. surrounding the United not, States right now? Remember what the bows, remember what the bottom of the ship looks like. All right. Think about a, what a warship looks like. There's a very sharp V. It sits very high in the water. So that way it has a very stable platform to shoot from. Where you get on those cargo ships, they ain't that stable. I'm talking about an intercontinental ballistic missile. Okay. That sits on a truck. And the Russians gave them to them. That's how I know they've got them. Okay. They're not very accurate. But it... In horseshoes and hand grenades. Exactly. One more time, if you're firing a 100 kiloton weapon at a city and you don't hit that building, but it still lands in that city, what happens to that whole city? Uh, kaboom. Bye-bye. See ya.
Yeah. Now you're a hole in the earth. Oh, and by the way, everything, because we know that they don't know how to refine uranium like we do. So I can guarantee that that whole area is now a wasteland for it's a couple it's million Chernobyl. years. It is. That's exactly what it turns into. So again, we start talking about the South China Sea. Yes, I found out later on that we have the USS Carl Vincent and that carrier group in the South China Sea. Um, okay. Oh, and the Ronald Reagan and her carrier group. Now, a carrier group, well, you would sit there and say to me, well, that's, that doesn't seem like it's a lot of ships. That only sounds like about one ship. No. A carrier group, a carrier attack group, you're talking about anywhere between 8 to 11 ships. 8 to 11 ships. Then you're saying, well, that doesn't seem that big. Yeah. You just said there was how many troops? 30,000. Yeah, that's about 30,000 troops right there. Two carrier groups is about 30,000 people. Hmm. Mm. Just throwing that out there. That's kind of odd because I know we don't have any troops on the ground unless they had some guys that went oh, 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 with a little ball on their nose and those guys maybe swam, jump, or ran their way onto land and those guys were over there because they can do, they're not known for FID, but they could do FID for an internal defense. Yeah, they could do that. They're, it's not hard. It doesn't take like a degree in rocket science, but they could do it. Hmm. I mean, they all do have degrees in in-flight missile tech, right? Yeah. Well, you automatically graduate with a degree in in-flight missile technology. Yeah. That's a job you only do, do once. once. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Anywho, I just this uh, is um, just just pay attention real quick, and and I know I get what you're saying. Can't do an inter whatever an ICBM off a cargo ship, but just look at the picture that I have up on the screen right now. What is that of? Just educate us, please. That is, that not is everybody a, can see that that's very clearly. That's a map break of the United States and all of the cargo ships that are currently being held off the coast of the United States. So um, I believe the green ones are cargo and the red ones are oil. I may have that backwards, though. Uh, yeah, so basically we're, we're surrounded and nothing's coming in and nothing's going out. And why is nothing coming in and going out? Why are they just parked? Because I'll tell you, you go out to Tybee Island right now and you, you see a line of ships oh, yeah. parked yeah. out there. No, actually, I was out there today. I saw them. They're parked. Yeah. It's they're just crazy. sitting there. No, there is nothing coming. They're not parked. I mean, but. occasionally you get one floating up the river if they can prove their COVID vaccination status. Yep. And if I believe the Port of Savannah still has enough chassis to offload the ships. Not no, that's another problem. That's no, another problem. No, because they're... We're, we're hurting on they're, employees. They're back-ordered. Well, I know we're hurting on employees, but no, no, no. we're also hurting on uh, the actual equipment that no, no, no. is required no, to offload no, no, the ships. No, 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 At least they no. are in California. No, no, we have the equipment. <clears throat> we, we don't, don't have, have the, the longshoremen. Yeah, no. Because the, the mandate went in one October. Oh, yeah. And guess what? There was like uh, some 15,000 people that couldn't show up to work the next day because they weren't vaccinated. And because... They're working with here, the most skeleton crew down there that I've ever seen. Here in Savannah, probably that predominantly, what is the race of the longshoremen? Oh, no, they, they spare every, it's all over. It's white, black, Hispanic, everybody. Okay. It's everybody. It's yeah. not one race or the other. But one of the big ones that is the longshoremen's, the ILA, the International Longshoremen's Association. Oh, I'm very familiar with the ILA, yeah. Um, they're primarily black. Yep. And uh, 90% of them will not get the vaccine. Correct. And they've actually now... Because uh, they remember their history. The dues, uh, they're, 
now people are, even though they're paying their dues, they're being thrown out of the IOA. For not being vaccinated. Correct. Wow. Because the ILA is actually bowed down to Joe. Oh, of course which they have. blows my mind because I know we know the ILA president who's local down here. Yeah. And he doesn't seem like any... Oh, oh yeah, no, he, he does. He's, he's like buddy-buddy with our mayor. All right, well, then yep. there's the problem right yep, there. Yep, so yep. he's a gigantic liberal, yeah, but he's he a is bowing. Gigantic. And I, I knew right off the get-go, the first time I met him, that he was a gigantic liberal because he tried to buy me, and that doesn't work for me. Yeah, and yeah. he tried to get people fired in my job because he tried to convince a front desk agent to give him a $99 rate on a $400 room, and I called him out on it. And I'm like, this guy has a wife and a kid, and you're going to get him fired because you're a cheap bastard. Get the fuck out of my hotel. Yeah, for the most part. So, yeah, no, total liberal. Um, but eh, on, on the vaccine, yeah, no, not going to happen. Well. So most of them are, are not. Yeah, they're, they're all pretty much quitting. And that's a really good paying job down here. If you, you get a job on the port. Yeah, you get a Twit card. You're, you're golden. You're making 25, yeah. 30 bucks an hour <clears> easy. <throat> um, and all you're doing is moving containers from one place to the other. It's not real hard. Some of them count them. Those, that's harder. Yeah, it's a little bit more difficult because yep. you got to take your shoes off or wear flip-flops to work. So yep. it's a little bit more difficult. And I'm joking. I'm completely joking, folks. <laughs> I'm not being serious. Um, but just in case you thought I was, I'm joking. Okay. So, hold on. Real quick before you get into the next story, I have a seven-second clip to play. Seven seconds. Oh, if it, no, that's what I thought. <laughs> but Barack, at every game, they're calling my name out. <laughs> Fuck Joe Biden doesn't mean everyone wants to have sex with you. <laughs> That's correct. So um, there's another story that popped that I think is, a, it's not as important as the last two we just talked, or the last three we just talked about. And like I said, I kind of put all those th things together. Does that make sense how I put it together? Those three things all kind of equal one. It's kind of weird. And I know it's kind of like out there, Austin, and the reason that I know a lot of this stuff, and I got to tell you folks, I've got some great sources that gave me a lot of great information today, and I've been trying to formulate it into a way that I could tell you all without breaching any of the trust things that I've given to these sources I told them I'd never do to them. And uh, I got to tell you right now, I've got some really, and you guys are great listeners. Let me tell you, we got some really good listeners. You all are freaking amazing. Um, and you guys make this show what it is. But one of the things that I've got is these sources have come to me and they're, it's literally at their own peril. They're still employed. They still have jobs. Um, Placement and access. Some have gotten the vaccine. Some haven't. Um, there's a couple that are completely lying about it, too. And I don't blame them. I, I want them to lie about it. But there's another story here that broke in the last four, three, four days. And it actually came out in Forbes. Um, and it's, it's weird, and I know it's not going to make any sense initially, but when I lay this story down for you, it is all going to make sense to you. So the U.S. government is secretly ordering Google to provide data on anyone typing in certain search teams and accidentally unsealed court document shows. There are fears that such keyword warrants threaten to implicate innocent web users. Well, that doesn't sound that bad, That's, right? That doesn't sound new. Implicates web users and serious crimes that are more common than previously thought like domestic terrorism so look uh, i'm kind of torn on the fisa court i think there should be a fisa court to an extent but i think the standard or the level of the fisa court sh you know what 
They should start by following their own rules. The standard in which you have to reach for that FISA court to work, um, it should be next to godlike. I mean, you should have such clear and present danger to the threat or a threat to the United States that that is what it takes for you to get a warrant issued, applied for it and issued and approved from a judge in a FISA court. I mean, you should be standing next to Jesus and Jesus is standing right there and he's just like, well, not yet, but maybe soon. So in 2019, federal investigators in Wisconsin were hunting a man they believed that participated in trafficking of sexual abuse of a minor. She had gone missing for more than a year, but emerged claiming that she had been kidnapped and sexually assaulted. According to the search warrant reviewed by Forbes, in an attempt to chase down the perpetrators, investigators turned to Google, asking the tech giant to provide information on anyone who had searched for a victim's name, two spellings of her mother's name, and her address over 16 days across the year. Does anybody else not see the problem there? Um, yeah, I know plenty of amateur where, sleuths. Where are the specifics? Where are, for instance, if Veland committed a crime and I was a cop, I could go and swear in front of a judge that I had somebody who told me that she committed this crime. Granted, it's hearsay evidence, but under the, the law in warrants, that would be legal. That's enough to get a warrant. And then I could go and maybe search her phone, record her phone calls. Maybe at that point, I might be able to actually send somebody in against her wearing a wire. That would actually tell me, you know, get her to do a crime. Seize my computer and check my browsing history. Something along those lines. This here is a fishing expedition. This here is like, oh, let's see what we turn up for 16 days. And then 16 days in that period, let's just say, for instance... Um, I was sitting there looking around going, huh, I wonder how many girls were raped over that 16-day period. I wonder what their names are. Just for shits and giggles because I might want to, I don't know, I'm a nice guy. I might go up and give them some money or see if they need any help or find the guys who did it to them. And or break a story about it on the podcast. Now my name pops up there. And the next thing you know, I'm being dragged into court because I'm one of these guys. And I'm going to jail. For something I didn't even do. Hmm. It lacks intent. It lacks purpose. And it lacks standing. All of these things are illegal. Understand that what you're, they're talking about here is completely illegal per the Constitution. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of good cops out there. Tons of them. They all believe in the Constitution. They're constitutionalists much like me. You don't join law enforcement and not believe in the Constitution of the United States. You understand the protections that are afforded to you under the Bill of Rights. You understand all of that before you leave any police academy in America. I can tell you right now, if these guys were real cops, they would have stopped doing this shit a long time ago. And I can't believe that they're just going out there and do, not only now are, not only now is you, it happening, you can't, you can't but now that. we're finding, now we're finding out that they're doing it. That it's actually happening. And while Google deals with thousands of such orders every year, let me repeat that. While Google deals with thousands of such orders every year, thousands of such orders to turn over the brown, it makes you want to go out and get a VPN, doesn't it? But why, I don't understand why this surprises you. I mean, I, uh, it doesn't. If I mean, you just, if you think about it, I mean. You think I, about, well, this I don't actually. Even, I don't even use Google. I use DuckDuckGo because 
if you well, that's wor- horrible too. I know, but if you search something in Google, I'm brave, decent. But if you search something in Google and you search something in DuckDuckGo, your search results come up two different, completely, completely different. different. So, so obviously, right off the bat, they are there's some kind of an algorithm built in that monitors everything that you type. Does it? It doesn't surprise me in that. It surprises me that law enforcement officials are actually doing it without actually thinking about, like, if I were doing it, I would be thinking about the consequences of that action. Okay. Does I would be thinking of the constitutionality of it. So stand by. No, because I'm not done. Okay. All right. So Google deals with thousands of such orders, thousands of them, which actually boggles my mind even worse because how many judges are out there approving this? And then I begin to wonder about the judges. How far, we, we've talked about it before. We talked about dismantling the FBI. We've said that that's got to happen, that the FBI has lost all its credibility, which I completely agree with. Absolutely. I, com- I completely believe the FBI has Get lost. Get rid of all the alphabet Actually, agencies. I'm done with them. Most of the federal law enforcement agencies have lost all their credibility. And it's not on the cops themselves. I'm not talking about the law enforcement agents that actually work for the Bureau or the DEA no, or the ATF. it's the leadership. Shit rolls downhill. Exactly. But it needs to be dismantled and it needs to be taken apart and put back together in a way that makes it uncorruptible, which means that they should stand alone. They should not stand under a body that is politically controlled. Like the DOJ and Maryland? Well, he's a complete waste of time anyway. Oh, but, we're going to get into that. Yeah, we are. But he's... This is so huge. I mean, this is a direct violation of your first, fourth, second, fourth, or first, third, fourth, sixth, and eighth amendments. I mean, that right there destroys, like, if you said that to a cop, normally, if you said those things to a cop when you were pulled over, a cop will literally shit his pants, turn around, walk back to his car after he told you good day and drive away. Because when you start saying that you violated these amendments, a cop's going to pretty near have a heart attack. Because he arrested you for no reason. And, yeah, you say, well, all he did was pull me over. That's actually an arrest. Actually, per the law, that's a detainment. That is an arrest. Anything where a cop stops you, that is considered an arrest. Okay? Um, This shit is scary. This tells me... That's why that clock is set, will be set differently on our next episode. And I want you to watch that because there's two things that are going to happen here. <clears throat> We're going to go to war with China. Yeah. Or the other one that I think, which is a scarier thought, that the war is going to be here. That's the scarier thought. And now that I've seen a lot of this crap. Civil and international. And I've heard a lot of this crap. I got to tell you. Remember how I told you it was rumblings before? I told you back in February. I think it was end of January, beginning of February, somewhere in there. That there was some rumblings. It had started. And I believe we did an episode about it. I believe we called it. That was in like June or July. The chairs against the wall. Yeah. How the silence was. No, that was in. That was May. The chairs against the wall was in May. Okay. Um. The silence was deafening. It's not silent anymore. There's a lot more rumblings. There's a lot more people that are now waking up and they're saying, you know what? Shit like this is the problem. This is where we're at. We can't even trust our justice system anymore. How are we to trust anything 
that comes out of DC other than a turd. If it looks like a turd and it talks like a turd and it walks like a turd, it's probably a turd. However, if it's a politician and he's talking shit and he's listening to shit and he's speaking shit, he's probably still a turd. Just saying. I'm just saying if my tsunami hits the East Coast, it's going to wash all the swamp rats right out of D.C. No, we're just going to have a bunch of turds floating in the punch bowl. Okay. Does it really change anything? Because it gets better. How does it get better, you say? Well, it can't. <laughs> no, I, I can. This You can't make this shit up, folks. John Durham in the mystery DNC email hack. Something that I've been talking about forever. Everybody remember the story that I told you about the DNC hack, how it was all bullshit because CBS actually had somebody come on 60 Minutes again. What? What? No way. Mick, you're lying to me. You never lie to me. No. Because I'll fucking kill you. So, in the fourth series of the articles analyzing the 27-page federal grand jury indictment showing that Michael Sussman was making false statements to the FBI, previous articles discussed the indictment of detailed factual arguments regarding how, during the 2016 presidential election campaign, Sussman and others conspired to consort a false but plausible narrative reportedly demonstrating the existence of a secret channel of internet communications between the Trump organization, by, owned by Donald Trump, and the Russian Alpha Bank. Hmm. I, I could have sworn, I've already talked about this, haven't Yep, hmm. we sure have. The indictment of Evers that Sussman presented a false narrative to the FBI, which opened an investigation that the conspirators of the false narrative, the fact the FBI's investigation to smear Donald Trump was an undercover Russian agent. Well, we know that was bullshit, too, because we know that was who? Hmm. Who was the guy? The Steele dossier. Yeah, Chris hmm. Steele. Okay. The indictment also, Evers, that on April 2016, the Democratic National Committee retained Sussman to represent it in connection with the hacking of its email servers by the Russian government. Except the Russian government didn't hack the DNC servers. They hacked their own servers because they planted evidence. Stop. In connection with the representation of the DNC, the victim of the hack, the, def uh, the defendant met and communicated regularly with the FBI and the DOJ and other U.S. government agencies in and around the same period. Sussman was also advising the Clinton campaign in, com in connection with cybersecurity issues. So what's the significance of Sussman's involvement and false statement of this indictment? Well, consider the following timeline of events. On or about April 30th, 2016, CrowdStrike, CrowdStrike a California-based private cybersecurity company headed by former FBI official Sean Henry, was retained by Sussman to investigate the purported hack in the DNC email service. Wait, wait, Sean Henry, you mentioned his name the last time, too. I sure did. Yep. On 15 June 2016, CrowdStrike announced that it had detected Russian malware <clears throat> on the DNC server. Oh, shit. Yep. The next day, the self-described Russian hacker... Guccifer 2.0 claimed that he was a WikiLeaks source and had hacked the DNC servers and then posted an online DNC computer files that contained metadata that indicted or indicated that Russian involvement was involved in the hack. Well, get this one. Ready for this one? Hmm. The same ISP port number that was used for Guccifer 2.0 happens to be this 13-year-old Chinese boy, the same one, that was 
quote-unquote used in the Facebook hack on Monday. Wait, what? Wait, what? What'd you say? <laughs> what? Yep. So this uh, this 13-year-old genius managed hey, to folks, hack the just DNC in case servers you're not and hack Facebook? Just in case, like I told you about my sources. Uh, I love my sources. Let me tell you something. What I'm doing tonight is literally... I am fucking dropping bombs right now because no shit. this is like bombs over Baghdad. This is where you sit on the floor with your buddy. You open your legs up as wide as you can. You take a lead weight and you throw it at each other's balls. That's what we call bombs <laughs> over Baghdad, folks. That is what I am doing tonight. I am dropping bombs because I've got more information than these fuck sticks do. Okay? Wow. This is no bullshit. That metadata, that ISP server number that this kid used, this 13-year-old who supposedly hacked Facebook dreaded air quotes up there if you're not watching us on rumble is actually the same fucking isp number used in the goose for 2.0 data i mean if it was our kid i'd believe it but anyone else not so much yeah it's really hard to yeah but it's really hard to change all these p numbers if there was somebody i'm going to sound like mr howell from fucking gilligan's island right now <laughs> if there's somebody out there that was gonna hack some isp data it's not going to be some 13-year-old Chinese boy, because what did Q use? Man, they're not very... He used uh, some... A 46-year-old fucking... Pedophile. Thai, pedophile in, in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, oh, wait, it gets better, because I'm going to keep going, because, oh, man, I got, I got bombs to drop tonight, folks. Okay. So on 5 July 2016, FBI uh, Director James Comey publicly cleared Hillary Clinton of criminal charges for storing and sending, receiving, and very sensitive, highly classified information on her unclassified email server. On July 22, 2016, just days before the Na Democratic National Convention, WikiLeaks published approximately 20,000 DNC emails. Yeah, I read them. Hmm. Hmm. How, did, how did they get that? Uh, I would imagine the DNC hacked themselves and gave them to WikiLeaks. The DNC didn't. No? But the 13-year-old Chinese boy did? No. <laughs> no, that so. never happened. I know. But what was found, which is interesting, and this wasn't obviously found until much later, I think it was like 2018 when it was actually found, Jennifer Palmieri. This is a name I want you to remember, folks. Well, after the conversation, Jennifer Palmieri, Clinton's public relations chief, said in a Washington Post essay that she worked arduously during the nomination convention to get the press to focus on and respect that Russia had not only hacked the stolen emails from the DNC, but had done so to help Donald Trump and hurt Hillary Clinton. It's weird because not shortly thereafter, old Jennifer Palmieri in 2019... Her name was brought up with bringing a thumbstick out of the DNC headquarters, and she was the last one to access the computers prior to the hack. Really? Yeah. It was hacked internally, and Jennifer Palmieri took the information out. Who did she give the information to? She just didn't give it to anybody. Julian Assange? Nope. 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 Because Christopher uh, she Steele? Doesn't, she doesn't know fucking Julian Assange. No. No. Who is she buddy-buddy with? Actually, let me be more specific about this one. Who at this point was she blowing? Bill Clinton? No, Sean Henry. Oh, back to Sean Henry. Oh, she was balls deep on Sean Henry. What did Sean Henry do with this stuff? At somebody else's direction. What did Sean Henry do with it? He sent it over to Julian Assange. What did Julian Assange with it do? Oh, well, then he publishes it in Wiki and the WikiLeaks. And then he gets thrown in jail. What did Julian Assange never, ever say that he ever did? 
actually hack it. Correct. What's the other thing he did? Said He said it really loud, too, and a lot of people didn't listen to him. Why? Because... There was a lot of people that still weren't awake that the media were lying to you at this point. He it was said covered the DNC up. did it. No. He said the Russians had nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's what he said. He didn't say the DNC did it. He said they should the, have. He said that the Russians had nothing to do with it. Yep. Well, it's because the Russians had nothing to do with it. So once in front of the Senate, guess what now they've got? What? Guess what case is building right now or something I think is building. Hmm. Okay. Senator Lindsey Graham asked Comey, so does any of this ring a bell to you? In his Senate testimony hearing on uh, September 7, 2016, the U.S. intelligence officials offered investigative referrals to James Comey and Peter Strzok uh, regarding Clinton's approval for the plan about Trump as a means of distraction. Senator Lindsey Graham asked Comey, does any of that rings any, any uh, no, none of that rings any bells to me? Sounds like perjury. Comey replied. That's pretty stunning uh, that it doesn't ring any bells to you, Graham said. You get this inquiry from the intelligence community. You look at Clinton campaign trying to create a distraction accusing Trump of being a Russian agent or a Russian saboteur. Stooge. Graham added, how far-fetched is that? But not enough that Comey, let me get back to you in the alleged hack of the DNC server. Uh, when the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI learned the hacking claim, they then asked to examine the server, but the DNC refused. Why would they refuse? Because they did it internally, and if they had actually examined the DNC server, they would have found that. So how, why would I say that Comey might now be eh, maybe in a little bit of hot water? Hmm, because he lied to the Senate? So, uh, in some stunning revelations that have come out from declassified documents, um, NSA Signals Intelligence Automation Research Center, Edward Lermus, former NSA te technical director of the Office of Signals Processing, and Skip Folden, former IBM Information Technology Manager, as well as a computer system designer, program architects, and analysts. They researched and looked at these DNC servers. What was one of the things they determined? That Russia had nothing to do with it? No, that the FBI had actually looked at the servers. Wait, what? But the DNC refused to let them. Comey knew about it. He sure did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. he did. Oh, I'm, I'm just getting warmed up, folks. I'm only a quarter of the way through okay. all the bombs I've got. And I got stuff, too, so yeah. Yep, Bring I, it. I've Bring got, it, babe. I've Bring got it. real bombs. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. That's so awesome. It feels so. So, moving right along. So, we're talking about China, Taiwan, all this stuff. We're talking about Jim Comey. We're talking about the Democrats just imploding from the inside. So what do we got to do as Republicans or as conservatives? Actually, something. No, we don't. Let, we the, to, let we, them hang themselves. We need to let this just happen. We all just need to sit very patiently. If you have to, put your hands, put one hand here. I like to grab my left ass cheek like this. I like to grab my right one like this. And I sit on both my hands just like that. I sit in the corner and bounce. Yes, Because I look too. like a freak. But... <laughs> That way, everybody knows that they're not going to die in the room. That's why I do it. But it gets better because I didn't think it could. But wait. There's more. So what do you think happened in the last 24, 48 hours? This is the more interesting one. This is the one that really sold me on this whole thing. This whole scam kind of marries everything up, makes it just all. I don't know, babe. You're like super a, excited. Tell me what I'm happened in the last 24, me. 48 hours. So the U.S. warns China. Taiwan threats could trigger an international incident, okay? You got a lot of Chinese boats sitting around Taiwan right now. You've got two carrier, 
Sorry about that. I never do that. Seriously. That's all her. Seriously. That was you this time. That's how excited you are. Okay. You have two carrier strike groups sitting off in the South China Sea. And it's not technically South China Sea. It's a strait of some sort. It's disputed waters. Um, it's all disputed waters, though. It's been disputed for hundreds of years, right? So the U.S. warns China that, hey, look, who do you think that warning came from? Uh, well, it sure as shit wasn't Joe Biden. No. Nope. No. Think that came from Millie's office? No. Most certainly did. So. I'm from, um, from. The Washington Examiner. Mr. Posted, White Rage himself. That is correct. So the Washington Examiner this morning posted this article, which I thought was really weird because the way the article sounded, and I read it and I was like, no way. Said Secretary of State Abe Lincoln warned China to stop flying warplanes towards Taiwan. I was thinking to myself, man, who does Abe Lincoln know in China other than the whole government? I mean. What does Abe Lincoln know that actually knows that, like, hey, look, um, if you guys keep flying those planes, uh, we might get a little agitated. You mean Millie's general friend that they converse on the regular, that one? And uh, Joe Biden might throw his ice cream at you. Well, from my sources, from what I understand took place, General Milley picked up his little red phone, called China. He's usurping the chain of command again. No. This was at direction of somebody else, at oh. behest of somebody else. Was it Biden? I can't imagine it was. Anywho, I, I don't know. I'm that, that part, we're still unsure on. I'm waiting for that okay. person to get back to me to get me some better clarification. But apparently, General Milley did pick up the phone and call his little general friend over there and said, hey, look, um, what are you doing? Folks, let me put this to you in more clear terms than I can even explain because I'm not even going to read this article to you because I think you understand the gist of where I'm going with this. Go to your liberal friends, and I want you to walk up to them, and I swear to God, I want you to grab their hand, and I really want you to grip that son of a bitch. I, mean, I want you to fucking crush those knuckles, and I want you to grab their wrist and grip that son of a bitch too. Shake that shit vigorously. I want you to look them right in the eye, dead in the eye. Don't take your eyes off their eyes. I mean, I want this to be almost gay. I want them to feel <laughs> uncomfortable, okay? And I want you to say right in their face, thank you. Thank you very much. This is what you gave us. A weaker-than-ass fucking country that cannot defend itself now. Thank you. That's what you voted for. Thank you for voting that way, you fucking moron. So and then I, then I, without them even saying anything back to you, I want you to just walk right by him and not say another word to him. And don't ever call him back again. I want it to be like that chick who you met at the bar, you went back to her place, you got busy, everything was great, and the next morning when she woke up, you weren't there. That's exactly how I want it. Because I want her going, well, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Exactly the way I want them to be. Because that's exactly what they're going to think. They're going to sit there and go, well, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? What's the problem? I don't get it. This is all, this, this is like, we're, we talked about plutonium before. This is worse than, what I'm saying is, I'd probably get locked up for it. I can't wait. Bring it, bitches. I'm, I just, uh, I'm right here. You know where I live. Just come down and knock on my door. I'll be happy to go with you. I am telling you right now, the stuff I am talking about has weakened our country to such an extent. We now have to be worried not only what's going on across the world. And I, when I say across the world, I'm not talking around the son of a bitch. I'm saying over there. I can point at it because it's still a flat earth, some of the sons of guns. <laughs> but not only that. I am telling you that our leadership is so weak right now. Look at what everybody else 
is doing. North Korea, they're starting to rattle their saber again. Shit, we haven't heard of North Korea since Donald Trump's second year in office. Why? Because Donald Trump walked across the DMZ grabbed his zone. big nuts, threw them over his shoulder, and walked right across the DMZ and met Kim, whatever his nuts is, in freaking North Korea and said, what's up, dude? If I walk in here and you don't think I'm scared, I ain't scared of your little ass. I'm telling you right now, we gave up security for this retard that we currently have in office. We are going to pay the price. What is the price going to be? We were actually going to play another song. And I might, we might still play it. We might close out with it. I don't know yet. I really want to close out with we're not going to take it. But we might close out just a little early and start with that song so you can hear that whole whole song because I really think this that song resonates but I gotta say the smoke and mirrors right now that is going on is fucking amazing I wanted to start out with Olivia Newton John it's magic or magic and she wouldn't let me because I was like this oh my god this is like clowns and red haired weirdos right we were talking about polls last week oh yeah oh shit yeah this 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 is I I almost feel bad I don't for Jake Tapper I don't. I don't. He's a retard. Okay, I know. Just watch. These new poll numbers, frankly, are brutal for the president. In this brand new Quinnipiac poll, yeah. only 38% of Americans approve of how Biden is handling his job compared Stop. to 53%. Stop. Pause that. Pause that. Pause that right there. Pause that. Understand the last time that a president had a 53% approval disapproval no, no. rating. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? When was that? Uh, Carter. 1973. Nixon. Nixon. Okay. Right before Nixon was yeah. impeached. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, Remember, Nixon was not only impeached, he was also convicted by the Senate, which meant he was thrown out of office. So realize that that number right there, that is 53 percent. That's that, like a death nail. Yeah. So a 38 percent approval rating from a Quinnipiac poll. Liberal or right all shit. That, yep. Take 15 points off. Easy. Easy. I mean, he probably maybe has a 23% approval rating, and I'd say even 3% of those are people that were just like, yeah, whatever, I'm riding with Biden, the way you did when they did that poll on you, you know, just because they didn't want to be targeted. You did it just to mess with them, but, you know, trolling. And there could be some trolls in there, too. There could be. Seriously. I mean, I'd still troll them if they called. Uh, probably, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, i troll them as bad as that hat right there. we oh got to get into God. that hat. Yeah, we we'll got to All right, hat. we'll talk about the hat. But so we'll, we'll we got to save hat. some time at the end. All right, here, here, let's keep going on this. Biden has had since taking office. Another striking number, only 39% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy. 55% say they Stop. disapprove of the job he's doing on the economy. Go back to the 55%, folks. That is the worst number in history for an American president. Yep. Nobody's ever gotten when 55%. When asked, is Joe Biden an honest president? 54% of Americans oh, say yes. 50%, a plurality, say A plurality? No. And one of the most damning results of all, more than oh. half of the American people, he 55%, deuce. say the Biden administration is not competent oh. in running the government. 42%. Oh. That's like a kick right the to the grapefruit. Seriously. I don't feel bad for Jake Tapper at all. I mean, just, I, 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 I I'm get, actually surprised that Jake Tapper wasn't crying. I get some joy watching him almost cry seriously I, i'm really yes. surprised that he was not yes, tearing up i know how dare you talk about my president like that it was you, you got it you gotta feel <sighs> uh, yeah anyway um hey so i got a question for you yeah remember we talked about critical race theory 
Um, we talk about critical race theory a lot, and actually, I, I have a clip for that. Okay, so, but what did, what did we say about critical race? What did we say that the Democrats were going to do to critical race theory? They're going to weaponize it. No, we said something else too. They were going to realize that it wasn't working, and what were they going to do? They're going to weaponize it. They're no. going to force it. They realized that it wasn't working, so they said, you know, one day, I, I know they sat around in a big meeting room, and they said, you know what? We should just change the name. Oh, that's right. Yep. Well, now it's SRT. official. Now it's official. They have officially changed the name from critical race theory to diversity, equity, and inclusion, or what's better known now as DEI. So folks, out there, wherever you're at, and you got your kids going to school, you're looking for DEI. Okay. And that came out of the, uh, uh, what the hell article this come out of? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Ali Hi- so, Ali Hi- yeah, it will be in uh, okay. Telegram. So, so last week... The school board asked Biden to review threats of violence as possible domestic terrorism, right? And this comes from Education Weekly. And, and Biden complied, okay? Yeah, so there. Biden complied. So now, if... If you're a concerned parent, say, you know, your kid got stuck at home for a week in some fake quarantine because someone three classes over that he never passed in the hallway got a false positive test for COVID and your kid had to quarantine and do Zoom meetings and you broke the rules and you watched one of the Zoom meetings and you said, oh my God, what are you teaching my children? Or you're like that mom whose kid uh, brought a book home from the library and it's straight up full of pedophilia and porn, and you decide to take it up with the school board, right? You'd think that would be the natural reaction. Let's take it up with the school board. You know what that makes you now? A domestic terrorist. If you go and complain to the school board about anything, you are now considered a domestic terrorist. So the FBI has enough time and resources and vaccinated agents to go sit in school board meetings to find domestic terrorists, but... Uh, Technically, no, they don't. They they can't can't do anything about election fraud. No, no, they can't do that because that's illegal. And if you listen to... They don't care about legality. Listen, they do, because Numbnuts came out today, uh, yesterday or this morning or last night, I don't know when, Uh, but Numbnuts came out, what's his nuts, Uh, Merrick Garland came out and said, well, I'm going to ask the... uh, We're going to do partnerships with the police because what they realize is there is no federal police. There is no federal police whatsoever. You have... Federal law enforcement, you do, but that's for federal code for federal crimes. Um, that would actually not fall under the federal bill. You mean um, Merrick Garland, whose daughter is married to the co-founder of an education company that sells critical race theory resource Correct. materials but to that's school why he... Listen, mm-hmm. would you shut the F up for five seconds and listen? That's why he said we are going to partner with local sheriffs and police departments... And we're going to work on this with the because he has no authority. He has no jurisdiction. There is no jurisdiction for him to be involved. Domestic terrorism does not cross that line until weapons start crossing state borders. That's the only time that the FBI can get involved. So you can't do this. It's illegal. So again, I echo what Bongino said. And guess what, folks? I've actually got my first hit against Bongino, and I'm going to go after him. 
because I don't like Brett Hume, and I think Brett Hume's a pompous son of a bitch who called the Trump election way too early, and I still believe Brett Hume's a piece of shit, but we'll get into that later. Long story short, he cannot do it. As Bongino said, he does not, he lacks the jurisdiction to do it. And like Bongino told all of his listeners just yesterday, I'm going to tell all of you the same thing. Go to your local sheriff. Tell your local sheriff. If the FBI comes to sit down with you, you're not, tell him not to talk to him. And if he decides to go and talk to him anyway. That's an elected position. Get him the fuck out of there. Yep. Well. uh, And do it in a hurry. I got to say, that's this whole domestic terrorism and school board thing has gotten people even more worked up. If they weren't worked up before. Oh, man. Folks, we are killing it with this stuff. Listen, pause that right now. Yep. We are killing it right now. This is like a hat nod. Put your chest out. Be proud to be a conservative because right now liberals are running fucking with their hair on fire. They are scared because we are fighting back. More and more parents are coming out about this shit. Folks, they understand what's going on. They're scared. They're like, uh, we may have pissed off a lot of people by doing this. Yeah. Thinking that they were going to tamp us down. Listen, you can only hold your foot on a tiger's neck so long, okay? Because when you get when that foot slips just a little bit, oh. that tiger is going to fuck you up. I'm telling you, they have done this too long. They've kept their foot on the back of our neck way too long. We are now starting to turn around and lash out. And what I'm saying by this, up here on the wall, might not be referring to what happens in China. I'm talking about here in the States. Because like I told you before, it's no longer the sounds of silence are deafening. What's going on now are the murmurs and the rumblings of people actually talking and screaming. It started out as this really cutesy conversation about a national divorce. Let's just... There's... A group of people, and I got to give it to Josh again from the Red Pill Project. And, oh, by the way, we've got some news about that too. But I got to give it to him because him and I agree on this one. And we are in solidarity on this one, actually. The one group that is the most scary to Joe Biden right now. Veterans. Are me. Is my guys. All the veterans. Everybody that wears a hat like this that says, no, you know what? I can own as many guns as I want. Fuck you. Watch this. Hold my beer. Those guys that you don't like to talk to because we cuss a lot. And we say words that you don't like to hear. We, our humor is a lot darker than what you're used to. Let me tell you something. Those are the ones that scare Joe Biden. And it is, it's, it's really scary to him right now because those wives that you see going out, a lot of them, a good portion that I've seen on at least Fox News, and I don't like fo- watching Fox News at all, um, and I got to tell you, a lot of those wives, they're all veterans' wives. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you don't mess with us because uh, we held down the fort where our, while our men went and played in the sandbox and um, holding a- down the fort, raising kids, dealing with family and lives while worrying about your husband, whether or not he's going to come home alive. Or in a box. Or in a box. It, it, Covered with a flag we, uh, that people are spitting on and shitting on and burning. We, we military wives are a rare breed, and you do not want to mess with us. You do not want to get between us and our children or us and our husbands or us and 
pretty much anything that we want because we will tear you to pieces. So um, I, I do real quick before I, I play this uh, this mom going off, which is awesome. I, I do want to uh, maybe apologize to some of our new listeners, as Mick did just explain to you how um, he, he talks and we talk because that's who we are. We're real people. This is how we talk in real life. This is how we talk on the podcast. If you don't like it, sorry, we're not for everyone. Uh, but I think I do, I may have gained us a, a lot of new, more religious listeners, um, more faithful, not religious, faithful listeners, because I had my first, like, fully viral tweet. It was really exciting, actually. Whoa, fully viral. Yeah, for, like, uh, 20, she went full viral. 2,500 likes, 161 retweets. Um, it's literally going up as I'm, as I'm watching it. 86 comments, like, 40,000 people have interacted um, have uh, have seen the tweet anyway, and uh, I and just dumped that. I know you did, um, and I don't normally preach on Twitter. I don't normally preach at all. Sorry. Well, I have been getting going off a little bit here and there on the podcast, but uh, so Amy on Twitter, DBLAA one zero one eight said, I'm scared. I'm scared for my kids, for my husband, for our family's future. I've never seen such evil in my life. Every day that goes by gets mentally harder. I need all the virtual hugs today, y'all. It's been a rough one. So I responded, and I'm going to say this to y'all just like I said to her because it's important. Don't be scared. There's so much evil because the devil knows his time is short. Now is the time to don the armor of God. Have faith. This is a battle for our souls. Don't lose yours. Listen to God. Have faith, and you and yours will be protected. So for everyone that liked that tweet and is maybe turning into the podcast now, um, we are incredibly faithful, devout people, but we cuss a lot. So my apologies. And it's just, uh, you know, (laughs) sorry, it's just uh, 20-something years in the military. I've been around it my whole entire life, folks. I'm from New York. I apologize, but again, I'm not going to hold this back from being real. The one thing I've always wanted to do is, Something like this where I could talk to people and they would understand. They wouldn't hold anything over my head. They wouldn't say, well, you can't talk. Bullshit, I can't talk. Watch me. Hold my beer. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. If I'm sitting here preaching to you folks and saying, well, you can't do that. And meanwhile, in the background, I'm doing it. Then I'm not a real person. I'm just as fake as no, any one of these. No, then you have no integrity. Then and that's what I'm we just stand as, on. We stand on our integrity. I'm just as fake as anyone else on this these screens that you see and these politicians that you hear about, I, I don't do that. I'm not that way. That's not me. I don't have one of those bones. In my, I could care less what people think about me. You can think whatever you want. You can think, well, he's a crazy son of a bitch. And there's actually a bunch of very new listeners too. So, hey, double barrel middle, you know, <laughs> double barrel middle finger to you too, all right? Because I, I may have turned on a whole swath of Arizona right now. And, uh, to you all that joined us, and I know that you guys cuss just as much as I do. And Oklahoma, too. So I'm just telling you right now, I, I'm not – I've heard things in the past where people are like, well, you shouldn't cuss so much. Well, why not? Who told you not to? There's a difference between cussing and cursing. You will never hear us use the Lord's name in vain. You will never hear us actually curse someone yeah. unless it's someone that we it's really – That deserves a cur- All right, you won't hear me say it. All right, um, well, we won't hear you say it. <laughs> I kind of do it, but it's not in any way, shape, or form that's like, I, yes. I'm, trust me, I'm a Catholic, so we believe on Sunday we can go back, we can go to confession. Ask forgiveness. And Ask all for forgiveness, good. and yeah. everything's good. I got yeah. a new slate come Monday morning, and boom, okay. I'm off to work again. But the point is this, folks. 
if I were to not cuss, it would sound completely fake and not real. And I'd rather be real with everyone in the show and everyone on this show and everyone who listens to me. If you're offended by it, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry you're weak. I mean, I, I can't help you. <laughs> I mean, if you can listen to it and tolerate it, if you actually listen to the message we're putting out, we're not putting out anything that's like drastically huge. Well, that's not completely T- true. Tonight kind of was, yeah. Tonight was huge because I had a lot of information. I had a lot of people get back to me and a lot of shit just hit at once. I apologize about that, but it just sometimes that's the way the, the cycles work out. But the real big part about this is that like I just want you all to understand that uh, it's not at you. I'm just – that's the way uh, – it, it's uh, almost uh, – I want to say metamorphic, but it's not. It's, uh, it's a way of – relieving the angst uh the the anxiety that i actually, have actually you know what there's uh, scientific studies that say that the people with the highest iqs cuss the most yeah i've heard that yeah anyway all right so well, this, a. this mom she's uh she's a real person too so she's she's not fake like some of the other people we play on here like jake tapper and jen basaki and all those jackasses anyway um listen to this mom because she goes off if it'll load because right now it's spinning Stop spinning. You got to love that. Stop spinning. Well, I'll tell you what. When you figure that part out, let me go over this quick story real quick because this is a big one. Uh, Senate leaders announced today that there is a short-term deal to raise the debt ceiling. That means that all the Republicans caved. Uh, Folks, understand this when I say this. I, I don't care. Republican, Democrat, I will tear them down. I will tear them down equally. I don't care. I don't consider myself a Republican. I don't. I consider myself a conservative, a constitutional conservative. That's what I am. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the Declaration of Independence. I believe in the documents, documents that this country was founded on. The fact that I know that Mitch McConnell and those wackos up there are running to Schumer, bowing on bended knee, saying, well, would you accept this deal? I do not acknowledge that. I, do, I don't even acknowledge them as the leaders of our party anymore. Why they're still in power, I do not understand. Folks, we have got to make changes in this country. I know we can't start another party. We need to start corrupting the Republican Party from within. America first candidates. Get rid of these dumbasses that are out there running around claiming to be America first candidates when in reality when they get to Washington DC they're completely useless the Vernon Joneses of this world will not do anything for us Ooh, I got some fun information about Vernon Jones well we'll get to that one but get to your video first I'm just letting you know about the debt ceiling folks this will be in our telegram please look at our telegram because I just threw out about 20 stories that I was going to go over but we're almost already we're almost at two hours right now I'm not going to keep you all here and for two hours and still got to get into COVID and stuff. So. Well, we're not even getting into that. I'm, I put all that stuff to the side because that's all secondhand information you know, now. You're right. You know what? We'll do that with uh, Dr. Sherwin. We've got more stuff that actually uh, concerns some other stuff that I want to bring some lighthearted stuff back to this podcast so it's not black. I, I have a couple things too. Black so, pills. For, so. for the same thing. Yeah, here you go. Here's this mom. Go ahead. For Namani, I'm a mom. Last year, I was very concerned about changes that were happening at my son's high school in Northern Virginia, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. So I came together with other parents concerned about changes to the admissions process. We spoke before the school board. They ignored us. We wrote letters to the school board. They ignored us. And I've been continuing to go to school board meetings. And guess what? 
The National School Board Association says that this is what a domestic terrorist looks like. That's a problem. That's a serious problem because I am a Muslim woman. I'm a single mom. I'm an immigrant to this country. I have chased terrorists around the world, actual terrorists. And for you to dare to try to smear parents as domestic terrorists just reflects just how tone deaf school boards and school administrators have become about the pleas of parents on behalf of their children. Instead of doubling down with your hubris and arrogance, should actually become the caring cultures that you profess from the talking points and press releases that are spun out by consultants and others that are simply putting us through a living hell in America today. That's a, a four-minute clip. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I think a minute and a half gets, gets the gist of it there. Um, people have had enough. People are fed up. We're, we're all done. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. So, uh, wait, wait. I got, I got more. Hey, here it is. Here you go. Come on. Today. Yeah, it's coming. That's indoors too, folks. That's so in that's a bar. Really <laughs> that's a band. <laughs> so real quick, uh, something else I wanted to hit. Uh, well, first I wanted to do this one because we haven't heard from him in a while, and uh, it's about his time. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let him give us his rant for the week. Ah, Jack's rant. This is Jack. This is what I look like when I don't have a long beard. Yeah, I got, I got that Latino fro. The ooh, they got the curls. Yeah. Ooh, delicious. Okay. We like we here like to call it the the Jesse Smollett Awards. <laughs> if you know who Jesse Smollett is, he's a guy that made a hoax that he was jumped by two uh, Trump supporters wearing MAGA hats in the middle of a winter vortex in downtown Chicago. He made a hoax. And he wore the noose around his neck, and he left it on his neck three hours later when the police came. He was like, oh, look, it's still on your neck. Hey, yeah, well, anyways, we're going to need your phone. And he goes, no. He said, no, straight up, straight up. Didn't give him the phone. Something's fishy. Later on, he was caught. He paid two Nigerian brothers who were workout muscle body guys to beat him up purposely and wear red hats. They didn't even say MAGA. Bottom line is, these are the Jesse Smollett Awards. Or over this week... We've got three incidences, two of them in Georgia and one of them in Missouri. What are you guys doing to your water down there in Georgia and Missouri? No offense, you're turning your black people into Clayton Bigsby. She's 30 years old and she's going out to her white neighbors and write, uh, no, no, sorry, her black neighbors and writing hate notes as if she was a six foot tall, red bearded yeah. white dude. I'm not even going to say her name because I don't want to glorify these people. 
but they are real stories. If you look this up, you're going to find them. Um, yeah, this, this lady just started writing hate messages that she's going to burn their family and so and, and uh, rape their kids and do all kinds of crazy shit. She wrote the N-word and the swastikas and she's KKK. It's really sick shit. But then when you when you get caught, it's like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish? Color me shocked. Black woman busted for elaborate KKK hate hoax in Georgia. There's bad apples in every basket. But when it's this kind of shit that happens, this situation, you're going to make it less believable to when it really is a real hate crime. So she was charged eight counts, felony charges for terroristic threats. There's another incident of uh, uh, Emory University or something like that in the Autistic Research Center. So a black guy was found. Um, he was graffitiing swastikas and the N-word. Hate hoax. Black employee arrested over racist graffiti on Emory University building. Incident. This is all this week. Another incident in Missouri where another black person was found um, graffitiing inside the high school bathroom and it caused like a massive walkout to happen. Hate crime host. Hoax. Racist graffiti that led to walkouts was painted by black students. As if, as if that's what it's for, really. It's like, I don't know. I would rather walk out because I have to wear a stupid mask or something. I don't know how Missouri is. I believe it's a red state. It sounds like there would be a red state. It's right in that Bible Belt area. Right. Oh, it's, it's the gut hanging out of America. So anyways, all that in one week. It's just <laughs> madness. No bueno. No bueno. For that, I placed them number uh, two of them are tied for fifth place, the other one's fourth place. One is Jesse Smollett, obviously. That's what we call it, Jesse Smollett Awards. But anyways, I hope they get higher in, in their race, however they want. Seems to be a, a race of some sort. Anyways, guys, Patriot Party, back to you. And, and you know, this one, good one. That's a very good point, Jack. However, my issue with that is this. That is, uh, I, I, I like to call that the, we should call that the, um, liberal nullification awards. And the reason I say the liberal nullification awards, I know it doesn't sound as cool as the Jesse Smollett awards. I guess we can short title it for the Jesse Smollett award. Um, we should name the award, the Jesse Smollett award and just like have a dude with like a noose hanging off his neck or something. Oh no, that would be, that's insensitive. I, I forgot. Um, maybe just make it like Jesse Smollett holding a piece of rope. That would be more accurate, but you're absolutely right in what you're talking about. However, what they're trying to do is a guarantee out of a liberal playbook page, and actually I've seen it, and they've done this before, because there was another gentleman, a NASCAR gentleman, if I remember correctly, who said Bubba, that, Wat Bubba Watson? Exactly. <clears throat> who said that there was a noose hanging in his garage when it was the pull rope on a fucking garage door. Yep. Get the F out of here, all right? Serious? No, you know what? I can't even say that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you have got to be kidding. This, these are black liberals, and I, I've got to say it that way. That's what they are. They are black liberals. They are trying, again, to divide this country. Everybody says, oh, well, it was Donald Trump who was trying to divide the country. No. This is from the inside. This is the liberal party. Because if you don't have hate, if you don't have division in this country, then... You have a country that's really going the right direction. But if you have hate, if you have hate groups, if those groups are out there, oh, geez, those, those guys from January 6th, they're hate groups. 
what do you all of a sudden have? You have division in this country, which liberals thrive on division. Folks, Republicans, uh, forget it. Sorry, my bad. Conservatives do not thrive on division. Conservatives do, we thrive on unification. Yeah, one you do group, you, just let me do me. One way, that's it. Following the law. That's what we thrive on. When you see crap like that, I got to disagree with you on this one, Jack. That's liberals on the inside trying to destroy this country from within. Well, my uh, opinion. Honestly, babe, they're they're trying, and we're seeing examples of it around the world. So I I got two more clips. Well, I got a few more clips to play before we're done here. I know we're going long, and what it it's gonna happen. So um, this is Australia. Is this like sex with Kobe? Um, only if you're a Democrat. Using a Ouija board. <laughs> this is Australia. I'll make sure that everybody gets a dose by Christmas. I'll uh, make sure that we put everything in place that we can to get to 70 as fast as we can. And then once we've got to 70, we'll have a look at working to get to 80. Oh, that, that oddly sounded like Heinrich Himmler. The Australian military is going to ensure that everybody gets a dose of the jab by Christmas. That sounded like Heinrich Himmler. Wait, wait. It gets better. Oh, wait, There's no. more. Hold on. But wait. There's more. Okay, and I want you to listen very carefully to this because I called or I texted my our new friend Amber today from Red Pill Project. Yep. Because she's in Canada. Yep. And uh, and and she was like, "Oh, I heard about this." I said, "No, no." Especially at the 18-second mark. All right. Well, go ahead. Listen to what play he it, says. Play it, please. has outlined what the mandatory vaccination that's in place immediately for federal employees will look like. The bottom line: proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month. For all federal employees and by mid-November mid enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated right there okay he starts out talking about federal employees but then he says we'll make sure that everyone is vaccinated he's not talking about federal employees there he's talking about everyone hey uh, Canada what's going on up there yeah hold on it gets better safe on the job and in their communities. And the same goes for the second commitment we made, mandatory vaccination on travel. By the uh, wait a minute. That's still uh, the young kid, Justin uh, Trudeau, right? Yeah, Castro's son. Okay. Uh, yeah, he definitely looks Cuban. I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> well, he's Fidel Castro's son, so he should. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, I've seen him maybe like three times, I think, and this is the fourth. So I would definitely say that he looks Cuban from this image. Um, but, folks, um, that sounds oddly communistic. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Wait, did you mute it? No. Where'd my sound go? It's not playing. Uh, well, it was. Train within Canada should be fully vaccinated. But by the end of November, if you're 12 or older and want to fly or take the train, you'll have to be fully vaccinated, as will staff. Over my dead Testing body. Testing will no longer be an option before boarding. And the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19, to have your kids safe from COVID, to get back to the things you love. And if you haven't gotten your shots yet but want to travel this winter, let's be clear. There will only be a few extremely narrow exceptions like a valid medical condition. 
for the vast, vast majority of people, the rules are very simple. To travel, you've got to be vaccinated. All right, stop this measures. retard right now. Stop this retard. Yep. Uh, I'm going to get... I'm not done with him anyway. I, I'm getting a second clock, and I'm going to put it... It's going to be a little bit smaller. It's going to sit just right... Okay, my point right about in there. this... No, no, I'm going to set another clock. Listen, I gotcha, listen. I gotcha. No, no. I, I got one in that box over there, but that's, listen. That's going to be for Canada. In Canada, you're going to have a second clock, and you'll be a little bit smaller because you're a smaller country. But understand, you guys will be like less than 30 seconds to midnight. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, and so the, the point that I'm, I'm making here and playing both of these clips, right, we've been talking about Australia reverted to its original prison colony state, right? Canada, Canada's our neighbor. It's right there. They're going to have FEMA camps in Canada. Well, uh, you're going to have people. FEMA, I mean, what do they call it up there? You're going to have people sneaking, Canadian emergency over management the border. Agency, so you're literally going to have people sneaking over the border, escaping Canada, coming to the U.S. To the U.S. to not have to deal with being vaccinated. Because Correct. they are going to have mass migration. We're going to have mass migration from Canada. From Canada. From our neighbor in e the north. Exactly. But I've, I've already told our friend Amber to get the hell to the States. Like, come here now. No, she can't do that. But we had, No, don't. you know what? What? They're going to send the Mounties over the border to come collect her children? I don't think so. They got their own issues to deal with. The Mounties? Whatever. Anyway, um, there, there was another whistleblower, and we're not going to go deep into it. But um, the, what they said about, you know... Uh, if you've no 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 if what, what whistleblower are you talking about now? Project Veritas. Oh well, yeah. I haven't li watched that video, so we're gonna just keep hold off okay, on that for we now. Will, we will play the Project Veritas been, videos on the next one. I've been way too fucking busy. It has been. It's but I can tell you, I can tell you that Catholics, uh, I don't care what the f fucking Vatican says. The, if you're a Catholic and you listen to me, pretending to be the okay? Pope. If you're a Catholic and you listen to me, I'm a Catholic. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I could care less what the Vatican says. You most certainly do have a fucking right to say, no, I do not want this vaccine. They, I, I knew it was coming. We we're just waiting on the report. Yeah, okay? I was, I was, this, this, we have honestly, been talking about this. Win in my Absolutely. I completely agree. We have been talking about this forever. Okay. There are aborted fetal tissue that has been found that's from what i understand yep, what the video that's said correct. there was aborted fetal tissue found in the covid vaccine okay and it can't be found anywhere else okay and this lady she works in uh, kansas i believe at the big pfizer plant in kansas if i remember correctly and i saw this at like two o'clock this afternoon so the fact that i can remember that i'm amazed me too but Folks, I am telling you right now, if you are Catholic, you most certainly do have an absolute, I am so anti-abortion, you have no idea. I completely believe that every life needs to be here. If it was brought by God, it should be on this planet. But by God, that right there is the Antichrist being, remember we talked, we talked about a story a little while ago where they were talking about eating people. They were talking about cannibalism, where stars were eating this shit that was like human remains. It's a freaking restaurant in L.A. Correct. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, you have got to be, this cannot be, and it's real. It's real. It's absolutely real. It is. It's like. Spirit cooking for the mainstream. Yes, it is weird. Long story short, that's what that is. That is exactly what that shot is. And I got it. 
I'm I well I'm already going to hell, so it doesn't really matter. Not true. The point is is that you have a right if you are a Catholic to say nope, I have a re- religious exemption, and they can claim whatever they want from the Vatican. Go for it. I've hooked up with a lawyer this past weekend when we were up in Tulsa. Tulsa. And I can point you in her direction, and I'm 100% sure she, if she's allowed to practice law in your state, she would probably represent you. So go for it. Push it. Push it. It doesn't fuck. This is completely against everything we believe. Go, um, folks, uh, we're going to go into this right now because I'm not even, I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to go on with these last two stories, at least one of them. I'm going to get rid of one of them because it's kind of funny, but it's not really all that important. There's one more that's really important that I've got to put out, but we got to tell you this story first. Okay. So we flew from here to Atlanta. No problems. We also paid for upgraded flights and seats and everything else. Yep. We flew from Atlanta to Tulsa. No problems. No problem. I didn't wear my mask. Barely any. Barely. Flight. Like we wore a mask to go through security when we asked to get on the plane. Yep. And, and that, that was, was it. it. Maybe it was that we paid for the upgraded seats, and maybe that's why we were not harassed, um, and we looked like normal people. Um, that was probably some of it. So we're on our way back. We flew from Tulsa to Atlanta. No, no problem. problem. It was actually a great flight. Great people. Good people. We had good people sitting around us. We talked to some people, blah, blah, blah. Had a good flight. We were watching videos and whatnot, doing other stuff, uh, doing a little reading because actually I got some books I from that uh, Vanessa Clay's wife gave me, and I was reading, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And uh, so we landed in Atlanta. We got to Atlanta, and there was a massive thunderstorm. Like as soon as we hit the ground, before we even got to the gate, as soon as we hit the tarmac, I mean, we like torrential downpour. Really bumpy ride into Atlanta. We landed, and the, the pilot pulled us onto the taxi ramp, and we stopped, okay? And we're stopped. Now, mind you, when we were in Tulsa, when we were in the airport in Tulsa, we were walking around because we were there pretty early. We were kind of walking around just looking at different shops, and one of the shops just happened to be this American Indian shop. Native American. Native American, sorry. And it was, it was freaking amazing. It was, a, it was a great little shop. I loved it. So we're in yeah. the shop, and I, it, there was something I saw, and it caught my eye, and I said, you know what? I've always wanted one since I was a kid. I'm going to get one. No, it does not make me a fucking cowboy. I just saw like uh, Lou Diamond Phillips when he played in La Bamba and his, the cousin of Richie Valens always wore these hats. I always loved him since I was a kid. He had a really cool snake head sitting off the front of his. I might sew one on one day. <laughs> I don't know. I got a lot of time to think about it. Anyway, I had to pick one of these up. So I got this hat. And I'm going to put it on my head so y'all can see it. This is the hat I was wearing on the flight on the way back into Atlanta. Now, mind you, I landed in Atlanta just like looking just like this. And my hat, my other hat, my normal ball cap, that was attached to my bag. We ran across. Hauled ass. I mean, Two terminals. Went, Atlanta's a big airport. Well, hold on. First we landed. The pilot, we got stalled. We're sitting out there on the taxi. We are there for probably an hour. Uh, the like pilot, 30 minutes. Pilot came. No, it was like 40 minutes. It was more than that. It was 45 minutes because Whatever. we only had like fucking 10 minutes to get from where we were to the to gate. True. So yeah. it was like more like 45 minutes. So we were sitting there for 45 minutes. Pilot came, comes over the internet or uh, over the intercom and he says, hey, look, um, we've got. Uh, we know you have connections. We know you have connections, but we've been. Nobody's moving. The whole airport shut down. They won't let people out in the jetways. They won't let the guys out to load the bags. So you're not going to miss your flight. If you move, you'll make it to your next flight, and there shouldn't be an issue. So we get 
all the way up there. They pull us in the gate. We take off right out the door. Boom. We're out the plane. We were one of the first couple of rows out. We're hauling ass across the airport. I mean, we are trucking. I was running way in front of Elin. She was trying to catch up. We were moving. I was trying to get us there. I was holding doors where I, where I could at the trains and stuff, getting around the train because we had to jump like two terminals and two terminals in Atlanta means you're you're running it's about like a mile. five miles. So we make it finally to our gate. And as we're coming up to our gate, there's still people boarding. There's two people. They're left. They're scanning their boarding passes as they're going on. I was like, oh, we made it. Ooh. And I had this hat on my head. I did not. I was not wearing this T-shirt. I was wearing a white T-shirt. It's got cross rifles on it, some other stuff written on it. And uh, so I'm sitting there going, oh, sweet, we made it. We're waving our boarding passes. We're like, hey, we're, like, we're here, we're, we're here. We're holding our phones up because we, our boarding passes are on our phones. And the lady goes, well, you may not have made it. What's your names? And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean we may not have made it? I'm, I'm watching people board the flight. And she sits there and she looks at me and she goes, well, what's your names? And I was like, I told her our last name. And she was like, uh, no, no, we've already sold your seats. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Wait, what? And she's like, yeah, well, you weren't here 15 minutes. I was like, I was on the ground. What are you, what are you fucking talking? I was on the ground. How did you know that the plane that I was coming from, that I was connecting to this flight, was on the ground, stuck outside because we couldn't move anywhere because the whole airport was shut down? Well, we sold your seats. Okay. Uh, uh, All right. She's like, but we have other seats. And then, and she looks at him and she goes, put your mask up. Because, of course, we'd been hauling ass across the airport, and our masks had slipped down. Not that we were really wearing them anyway. But, and uh, so, yeah, so push your mask up. And then she turns, and she looks at the lady at the gate, at the door, yep. and she goes, close that door. They're not getting on the plane. And I was like, bitch. Oh, oh. It's I was on. Like, okay, so, so go get your manager. She's they like, almost I got arrested. She's like, I am the manager. Like I said, four times. Not what I'm talking about. Go get your fucking manager. And then she's like, well, why is that? I said, because right now, technically, you're stealing from me. I said, I paid for two, two seats on this flight, and right now, you're not letting me get on this plane when the plane's still fucking sitting at the gate. Go get me your manager. And she's like, don't you raise your voice at me. I said, shut the fuck up and get your manager. <laughs> I was like, tell Again, you what. I almost got arrested. I got one better for you. I picked up the phone and called the Atlanta Police Department. And I was on the phone with the fucking Atlanta dispatcher, and I was like, hey, I need you to send two police officers over to gate Charlie 37 at the Atlanta terminal right now. Uh, we're domestic, outbound flights. Please come here because I need you to deal with this theft situation. And I swear to God, the dispatcher was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, she almost started giggling. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. And she goes, oh, you're serious? And I was like, yeah. She's like, hold on. She hung up on me. I didn't realize she hung up on me. She calls me back. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And she says, uh, yeah, I'm just making sure you're still se- Oh, yeah, I'm dead serious. She's like, um, she's like, I can hear that. She goes, um, and she's nice as all hell. And I was trying to be as nice as possible. My blood pressure was through the fucking roof. Seriously. There was like an atomic bomb went off in my chest. And I was like, no, I need you. And meanwhile, mind you, Vlin's like yelling at this chick right now. She's yeah, like, you shut the fuck. No, you shut. And I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. This is going to get interesting. I was pissed. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself. We have two children at home. I'm like, uh, this, uh, this is not going to end well. And I'm like, no, seriously, I need you to send some cops over here. And she's like, well, that's not technically our jurisdiction. I said, okay. 
And she's like, I was like, all right, so where's the airport police department? I was like, I figured this is what was going to happen, but I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a shot anyway. And she's like, uh, well, they're all the way in, like, the main terminal. I was like, that's like five miles away from me. She's like, yeah, I know. She's like, but, but, I, I can tell you're rather agitated. She's like, would you, I can dispatch the airport police to your location. <laughs> I said, would you please? And she's like, oh, I, I would be very happy to, sir. If that would help your current situation. I said, yes, ma'am. This is currently a theft in progress. And she's like, absolutely. They are en route to you. And I was laughing my ball because I, I got to be honest. I don't know the race of this lady and I'm not trying to be a racist, but I can tell you right now, she sounded like a very well-educated young black woman. And she was like, absolutely, sir. There will not be an issue and they will be in, in route to you shortly. And I said, thank you so much. And I stood there and I waited and her, this lady's manager shows up. And mind you, at this point now, we are in a full-blown confrontation with this lady and I'm still wearing that fucking hat. So this is my new Trigger Me Elmo hat. So if you all want to go out and get Trigger Me Elmo hats, that's what they look like. They're really <laughs> badass. I mean, they make you look really dashing. I was told I looked dashing by an older <gasps> lady and she was like really sweet. And yes, I was like, you did thank you very dashing. much. Anyway, so this manager shows up and he tells me, he looks at me, he goes... He's like, well, what's going on? And so I, I explained the whole situation to him. And then I explained to him, by the way, that I had also contacted the police. And he said, well, we'll just wait for them to show up. I said, so that's going to be your take on this? You're not going to try and fix the situation at all? He says, no. And I said, well, that's fine. I guess you'll just go to jail with her. I said, deal with that one, bud. Have fun in jail tonight. I thought it was the police that you had a problem with because he happened to be a young black male. And he did not find that as funny as I did. Yeah, no, he really didn't. I thought it was fucking hysterical. The two black couples that were sitting two seats away from us, they thought that shit was hysterical. And all of everybody else was laughing but this guy. Seriously, they were, like, we were those people that were screaming at the gate agents. People were literally videotaping everything that yes. was going on here. And it, it was, was awesome. a riot. v was taping everything that was going on. No, no, no. I took their picture. I did not record. Because oh, I thought- when I took their picture, he was... Stop recording me. You do not have my permission to record me. I was like, I'm not recording you. I'm taking your picture so I can post it on Twitter, which I did. Yeah. And oh, on, uh, by the way, we also, uh, they also sat there and said, we talked to the, uh, well, the airport police never showed. Long yeah. story short. It was just like, got to the point where it's pointless. We weren't getting anywhere. I was like, screw it. And we go. were going to miss our next flight because yep. they supposedly rebooked us. So we went down which to we the found out service they desk. Which we found out didn't rebook us. Correct. They nor did they move our luggage. Yep. And uh, we found out that, or went down and talked to this other very wonderful human being, this wonderful lady. She sat there. She listened to everything I said. And she was just like, sir, I understand your frustration. And then V-Lynn started busting out pictures. And she was like, oh, can I see that again so I can get their names? And V-Lynn like gave, gave her yes. the phone. And she was like writing their names down. I was like, and we were, I was like, I would like to lodge a formal complaint against your two employees here because I was, I was completely disrespected. And as far as I'm concerned, they were being racist towards me and just because i'm wearing the stupid hat and you know what they did and it's not a stupid hat they i'm sorry put, that's a badass they put notes on our file they yep. put notes on, no, our, on our reservation so when we finally got on our plane with the seattle-based flight crew oh this was hysterical they so first thing we walk in and i'm wearing a gator and it's got little loops that go up over the ears right because i'm if i have to wear a mask i'm neurotic i'm not putting a fucking dirty piece of cloth on my face like i kept four masks in a Ziploc bag and I wore one at a time and when I finished wearing one I threw it in my bag not in a Ziploc bag and I did not wear it again because uh, 
I've, I've had bronchitis, I've had pneumonia, I've had COVID. I don't want to go through any of those kind of respiratory issues again, like that mass spring. So I'm not doing so that. So you all are aware, this is where the fist fight really almost happened yes. because I almost I beat the so snot close. out of this dude. So this dude, this flight attendant, um, I'll call him a stewardess because I think Thank that you. Applies. That's actually what he was. <laughs> yes. He looks at me and he goes, it looks like you're wearing a t-shirt on your face. And I was like, um, actually, it's a gator it's a mask and he was like well that's not appropriate you need to wear this mask and he pulls out one of those blue masks and I was like absolutely not I have another mask in my purse I am not wearing that thing and uh and he goes well did you talk to the gate agent about it I was like why would I talk to the gate agent about it she didn't say anything to me I've literally worn the same type of mask I mean I wore the same mask on the first plane and no one said anything to me what's the issue he's I need you to put your other mask on. Okay, fine. And that's when I chimed in and I said, no, sir, she won't. And guess what? You're going to deal with it because that is still a mask. It meets your fucking restrictions. And we're going to keep going so to then, our seat. So, so we just come, breezed right he, by him yeah, then and he went shows right up to our the seat. seat. And he goes, if it's a gator, it's supposed to be folded in half. Those are the rules. That's the law. So Mick chimes up with the law. Really? Can you tell me? Can you me show me where that law is? I said, I know Title federal law really yeah. good. Show me in Title Code 18 so, exactly so the, where the, that's the written. The stewardess says to him, he goes, well, if you come off the plane, I'll show you. Uh, no. I, I, my no, hand, that makes no. Up. He I almost said, got up. He was I like, said, okay, let's go. No, I said, okay, let's go. Yeah. Because I'm going to leave you in a bloody pulp on the ground. Yes. And I will walk back on And the I said, absolutely plane. not. Because if you get off the plane, they're not going to let you back on. They're not going to let you on ever again. You're going to end up in jail. We have two children at home. No. No, just no, not tonight. And no joke, they, I mean, they were at our seats like every five minutes. Mick's, Mick would put his mask down under his nose and this little Asian lady would walk up and just stare at him. She just stared at him. And, and so, finally and I we're, stopped. We're, we're, we're playing a word game, like a word scramble game. And I looked at her and literally, I was like, oh, did, did oh, you want to help us figure on, out the words here? Hold on. We're, our flight is literally... Not even 40 minutes. I mean, literally, you get up high enough, so and we start our descent right back into Savannah, right? It's Atlanta right? to Savannah. It's so 40 minutes. So she, she comes by the seat, and she stands there and just stares at me. And uh, Lynn turns and looks at her and says, well, are you going to help us solve these words in this world scramble game? And I turned, and I looked at her, and I said, go ahead. Use your big girl words. You got big girl <laughs> panties on. Go ahead. Use your big girl words. Talk to us. She's like, can you put your mask on? I said, my mask is on. She's like, well, it's supposed to be up over the chin and no, sir. And I was like, fine. She walked away and pulled it right back down. And I was just like, you know what? If it hadn't been an up and down flight, they probably would have turned the plane around and, and landed us back in wherever we were because oh, I we was, were we were so those people. I was so furious. So, um, But in, in honor of those people, uh, I, I do have to play this really quick because it's quite hysterical. So um, you know how we did Meanwhile in Florida last time? Yep. This is uh, Meanwhile in Quick set of questions. Would you have sex with a trans woman? Yes. And men have babies? Yes. What are your pronouns? He, him, they, them. Do all lives matter? Yeah, no. Quote from Broad City to prove you can hang with gay people. Um, yes, queen. I'm sorry? Yes! Yeah, that's better. How many statues have you toppled this month? Uh, nine. You support the police? No. Are all Trump supporters racist? Yes. How many abortions have you paid for? Five. I'm going to need to see your punch guard. All right, four more in your tenth one's break. How many people have you canceled this month? Eighteen, nineteen, including my grandmother. Racist? No, she still likes Louis C.K. Even worse. Ever been me too? No. Me three? No. Me four? No. Me five? No. Me seven? Um, me sixty-nine? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to show you some photos of women holding power jobs. Tell me what word comes to mind. Brave. Brave. 
So brave. That's not bad. I need proof of a black friends. Okay, how many pronouns are there? 92,627. All right, and finally, I need you to recite the full sexuality acronym. Uh, L-G-B-T-Q-I-A-O-N-M-P-Z backslash question mark, greater than sign, less than sign, squiggly mark, a peace sign, at sign, hammer and sickle, poop emoji, and symbol for titanium. All right, put your mask on and show them your receipt. You know, I actually lost the receipt, so... How are we supposed to give you your laundry if you don't have the receipt? <laughs> Holy shit. That, that sums it up, folks. That really does. So I asked our teenager. This is now his segment, the funny video of the week, because we need a little comic relief. We do. And that's what he came up with. We do. I got one more story, though. Okay. And this is uh, kind of a black pillar. But I, wait, uh, wait. I, okay. I have, I have a funny story. If, well, you do your black pill, and I'll, I'll do my, my no, funny No, do your story. funny story. Go for it. Okay. You're on a roll. <clears throat> Keep it I, up. I am. Um, so this is... Uh, Epic vaccine mandate workaround. Okay. So this guy, this is just straight up based. All right. So uh, Joe Biden, probably on orders from his puppet masters, recently mandated that employers with 100 employees or more must have all their employees be vaccinated, you know, because science obviously says that if you have only 92 employees, it's perfectly safe for them and everyone they come in contact with because science. According to the science, if you have 138 employees that work at four different locations, they'll all need to be vaccinated in order pr to protect them from the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Of course. If that doesn't make any sense to you, it's because you're a science denier and a racist. Of course. Obviously, or a Trump supporter. Obviously, that was sarcasm. None of these mandates make sense, and you're not crazy if you've been thinking that, too. Okay. So this guy. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. Is he transvaccinated? No, no. He, oh. he might be. So I just did something. The left, they're not going to like it. I'll total out my total roster staff between four restaurants was 138 employees, which 46 of those have been vaccinated. For Biden and OSHA and his unconstitutional tyranny, I have to be under 100 employees or require everyone to be vaccinated or suffer a big fine. Being a part of a small business, there's no way we can afford to stay open and suffer those kinds of fines and penalties. So what I do, I fire every motherfucking vaccinated employee we got, putting us under that 100 mark. Now I'm gonna take their average pay and bust it down and spread it out through that 92 employees that I have still left on roster. Hey, my- That aren't stupid enough to let this fucking government run their life. My hat's off to that man right there. Right? My this guy's awesome. <laughs> that guy, uh, I hate it for those 46, 46 employees idiots. that got fired, but I, I, I got to I gotta give it to that guy because, holy Jesus, that's what we're talking about, taking a stand and saying, no, no, we're not doing this. No, it's stupid. No, just no. Uh, one, one more? Oh, no, we'll close no. out with this one. You, 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 you do that story. We'll so uh, we one. do have one bit of black pill news. Uh, this is kind of a sad one. Uh, former Green Beret and congressional candidate was arrested in connection with the January 6th breach. Uh, I don't know if you've read this story yet, but uh, 
Jeremy Brown, which I haven't been able to confirm or deny yet if he was a retired Army Green Beret. I still got my feelers out, still waiting to hear back. Um, was arrested on charges of knowingly entering and remaining on restricted building or grounds without lawful authority and engaging in disorderly and disruptive conduct, conduct and restricted the buildings or, or grounds and disrupted governmental affairs and federal prosecutors. Federal prosecutors said on September 30th, Brown was arrested in Tampa, Florida. Officials said uh, the case documents filed by prosecutors last week alleged that Brown had helped transport people who sought to attend the January 6th protest and accused of writing on the Signal app in a later date that we have an RV and a van going. Plenty of gun ports left to fill. We can pick you up. If you can, come to my house on Saturday. We, you can drop your stuff off or stay the night. We have a load plan uh, a route plan, and then we'll conduct PCIs, or what we call pre-combat inspections, which is normal Army lingo. I mean, that's not nothing crazy. Brown also wrote on January 1st, along with details about the event and when they're going to leave. It's not clear if Brown has a lawyer. Long story short, folks, uh, uh, this is just another... military jargon in his, in his messages, and they're taking it as domestic terror threats. If this guy actually ran for Congress and uh, he was arrested... If this isn't more of a hit job, I, I, I don't know what else is. I mean, I don't know how else to explain to you what a hit job is, but that's all this is. And until we wake up and realize that that's what they're doing, this is what the liberal agenda is, this is what the playbook is, we're never going to understand this shit. We're never going to be able to come. This national divorce shit. Uh, it's too late. It, it, there's there's a lot of people actually there's uh, there's an article I skipped over that I didn't even go into that was all about that Bongino pointed that out that this guy had wrote this article oh I was going to go into Bongino too that's okay we'll do it next time we'll do it next time but anyway um, this guy wrote an article and he said that the uh, it's over it is it, it, it's irreconcilable now yeah. it is irreconcilable differences that we have there's nothing we can do about it and the sooner that we wake up and realize this the better off we're going to be um, as a country as a whole um, we really need to figure out what's going to happen here because if we don't figure it out people like me are going to figure it out and that's when it gets scary because uh, that doesn't leave a lot of stones unturned because we normally turn over all the stones so we got to figure this out. Uh, we got to figure this out as a country, more importantly, because really this clock is not at 11:57. I believe this clock is a little around 11:59. We, we're less than a minute to midnight, and I got a feeling that there's a lot of people that are echoing this sentiment because the more and more I look around, the more and more people I see standing up—just normal, everyday people, nobody special, just people who are trying to live their lives. They're tired of it. They're like, fuck off, leave me alone already. I don't feel like being oppressed. And they're being oppressed. Your white privilege, your Hispanic privilege. I heard that one. That one blew me away. I was like, you're, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I take offense to that. I'm Hispanic. My grand, I might be 100% Irish, but my grandmother was born in Mexico City. She was a Nazi. So, folks, I got bad news for you. <laughs> I, I'm Hispanic. My brother went to Michigan State University on a Hispanic college scholarship. And he's six foot four with red hair and yes. green eyes. Yes. And guess what he had to do? Every quarter, he had to go and sit in a, 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 a lit Latino like event. Mixer. A mixer. Yes. He, as and he, he said it, it was the hottest chicks I've ever seen, but they're all <laughs> crazier than shit. And Jack would even agree with me on that one. I'm sure. I was married to one. I was married to a Puerto Rican. So Yeah, she was crazy. She wasn't really Hispanic, per yeah. se, but. Okay, 
Um, th this guy here, this is proof of the irreconcilable differences. Record me makes you feel safer. That's fine. I support you in doing that. But here's what's going to happen next. You're going to do me a favor, and I'm going to do you a favor so we can both go on about our day. What favor can I do for you? You're going to slow it down when passing through here. we got a lot of traffic. I'm going to rip that Biden-Harris bumper sticker off the back of your car so people don't think you're an idiot. <laughs> that cops my... Hold on. I didn't think I'd have to do two hat tips tonight. This sucks. My hat's off to that police officer. I thought he'd like Record that. Record me one. makes you feel safer. That's <laughs> you almost have to play that again. You, okay, go here, for it. Here. It's fine. I support you in doing that. But here's what's going to happen next. You're going to do me a favor, and I'm going to do you a favor so we can both go on about our day. What favor can I do for you? You're going to slow it down when passing through here. we got a lot of traffic. I'm going to rip that Biden-Harris bumper sticker off the back of your car so people don't think you're an idiot. God bless that man. <laughs> God bless that man. Et nomine patre filii spiritus santi. I love it. So, uh... <laughs> More about the Red Pill Project, like we said we were going to talk about. Yep. Uh, one of the big things is uh, we're going to... Uh, Denver. We will be in Denver. Uh, that's a Hanging big Hanging out with Josh with the Red Pill Project and not a bunch only of other them, folks. Not only them, but yep. Deplorable Janet's going to be there with us. Uh, there's a bunch of other podcasters that are going to be there. It's going to be like a... Meet and greet event. Meet and greet event for all of the fans. If you live out in the West Coast, ooh, ooh. we're going to try and do some more of them. Like we're going to try and do an East Coast one, possibly a Northeastern one if I feel the need that i need to go back to that communist part of the no, country no you don't um but we're gonna try and do some more of these and try and get you guys to all like come out like we want to we want to meet you i want to meet the people who are listening to me i can't believe that people actually listen to me so it would be kind of <laughs> nice to put a face with a name um so the point is is i want to i want to put this out there to all of you right now that look y'all got to come out hang out We'll drink some beer. If you live out in the West Coast, out towards the Denver area, we will put the dates and times and where we'll be and what we're going to be doing uh, so everybody can come out and hang out. Uh, we're going to have Josh from the Red Pill. I'm trying to get Josh from the Red Pill Project to show up. I think he's going to be yeah, there. Yeah, I've already talked um, to him. In fact, we're going to use the studio to do a swap cast. Like I said, uh, Deplorable Janet's going to be there. Um, there's going to be a lot of podcasters that, like, you probably— if, if Mostly you, conspiracy theory ones, but still lots of fun. If you've Even heard us talk about them— then you you know they're going to be there. This is just an event that we're going to put on and try to draw some attention, get some of you folks out there. Um, you'll get okay. to hear us talk. So you'll get to hear us say our piece. And uh, One of them that's going to be there um, is Amit. He is actually, I think he's our first listener, right? He and Tara might actually fight over who listens to the episode first as soon as it drops. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Okay, yeah. all right. Amit. Just launched his own podcast. Oh, shit. Yes, it's called Amit's Corner. Okay. It's on Spotify. Um, he just did He did an intro kind of just saying, like, what it's going to be like about, what, what he's going to do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's just a couple minutes long for his intro, but um, we're going to bring him on here to help him launch his podcast Hell as yeah. well. We love Amit. He's amazing. He's um, been around for a hot minute. He really, I, like, he's been around since, he, like, day he was one. Like our, he, I think he was our first listener. Well, I don't know. You're going to piss Tara off. You better watch <laughs> yourself. True. Tara, kick your ass. <laughs> she might. Um, and, you what? I'll let and her kick way, your ass. In, and in, our, can... in our Telegram, she, she, we did have a comment. Uh, by the way, Matt King said for you to shut up and let me uh, let your woman uh, make her point. Again? Again. <laughs> well, he's a Marine. He chews on crayons. Oh, uh, but Tara said, um, hold on, I have to find it. I think she said, uh, she said, V-Lynn, I love you and Mick, you're okay too. <laughs> Great. Look, Tara, I was sticking up for you. Damn, I feel like shit. Thanks. Uh, she said, V-Lynn, just wanted to say that you're my favorite and I love you. Thanks for all you do. Mick is okay, I guess. Damn. <laughs> 
Damn. Talk about yeah, I love you sell too. out. So sell out. <laughs> you get all the love around here, babe. So, you know, I like getting a little love every once in a while. Janet posted a comment too. She because said, fabulous episode. Keep up the great work. Yep. Well, the big part is uh, the big news about the, the Red Pill Project, why I was bringing that up, is uh, we may be joining that platform, um, which means uh, part of our shows will be behind a paywall, which would suck because uh, I've always tried to keep it free. But it, we're, it wouldn't we, be this show, though. It would be a new, different show. We would try to keep this show as is right now, the way we are. Uh, this will continue. This is not going to stop. I don't want this to stop. This is me and her. This is just an outlet for us to get in front of you all and BS and have a good time and try and enjoy it. If anything, it's going to get better. I, I, we're not never stopping this. This is what started everything. We're going to keep this going for good. Um, but... We are big in this politics thing, and uh, I hope most of you are. I think most of you are because I, I think that's the only reason you come here. And um, I hope that's the reason, and I hope you care enough about this country that we all want to make a change. Uh, we want real change, not the change that o Obama promised us, which was in our left and right pockets. We're going to make real change and maybe get some America First candidates. Oh, and I forgot the most important part. What's that? Well, okay, so we have Dr. Cordy Williams coming in on Monday. Correct. Um, he's running for senator in California. So to our California listeners, Jack, Casey, anyone in California, and I'll reach out on Telegram as well, uh, please, if you have questions you would like for us to ask Dr. Cordy Williams on your behalf, send them to me, send them to the chat, send them to my Telegram DM, send them to my Twitter DM, send us an email, mickvlin at gmail.com. That's M-I-C, no K at the end of Mick, um, mickvlin at gmail.com. Spelled the Irish way. Yes. Send us questions for Dr. Dr. Cordy because, you know, we, we're interviewing him on, on y'all's behalf. You... You people in California, we don't live in California. You have a vested interest in him and and his platform and what he wants to do for your state. So please send us questions for Dr. Cordy Williams, um, Dr. Sherwood. Again, Dr. Sherwood is going to be a regular guest. Uh, please go check out his ebook. I did put a link to it on the Telegram chat, um, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Also, so, if we have any listeners in Oklahoma, he is running for the governor of Oklahoma. Yes. So one more time, again, the same message applies to you. Please, if you have any questions for Dr. Sherwood, Dr. Sherwood, pass them along, because I, I don't know what's going on in Oklahoma. Let me know. I will ask him. I will put it out so that way he knows, you know where he stands. And I actually joined an Oklahoma audit chat room in telegram specifically for that and i asked them to send me questions for dr sherwood so anyone from the oklahoma chat group that's uh listening to us today or watching us on rumble hi uh dr sherwood will be on on wednesday and i already have a whole list of questions for him so keep him coming uh he will be on like i said at least every two weeks if not more and uh, please check out his ebook if you want to support the show um he is now one of our sponsors so the ebook is free um, he has amazing supplements, uh, nutritional Which, um, supplements, uh, advice, things like that. We're going to be promoting it more as yep. we get some because, like, like I said, I don't promote something I don't know anything about and I've never used myself personally. Uh, trust me, when I told him about my back problems, he gave me, uh, he told me some different things he's going to give to me. So I'm going to try them out. I'll let you know how they work if they really do what he said they're going to do for me. And I got to tell you, I met this guy in person. Um, he's a great guy. I mean, we, we could have talked for hours. We did, well, actually. He is. But he is not of small stature, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> he's a pretty fucking big dude. And Tall. He, not fat. He Tall. probably would take me. I'm, I'm pretty sure he could take me. 
Yeah. With that, with that though, I mean, he's he's fairly muscular for an older gentleman. I got to tell you that he was he was built like a brick shit house, folks. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if you got questions for him, please send them to us. We will fucking put them out there. But before we go tonight, um, one other thing I've got, uh, we got a I got a message from Candace. And uh, if you haven't been following her, uh, she's had some things go on. But first, before we get to Candace's, Candace's mess, how do you pluralize Candace? Candace. Candace? Uh-huh. Just Candace, right? The message from Candace. So the message from Candace, before we get to that. Yeah. You had something about old uh, Vernon Jones. I did. So Vernon Jones went on Stu Peters. You know, we've been trying to get, well, we've talked about. No, I've been trying. We've been trying to get Vernon Jones on here. And after the Stu Peters he debacle, want to come I don't on, think he's going to come on here. Really? What was the debacle? I'm dying so, to know. Um, it just came out. And I haven't watched the interview yet. I just I started watching the Twitter war. Yep. Because uh, And then I saw the article that Stu Peters put out about it. So apparently, Vernon Jones went on Stu Peters. And Stu Peters asked him some questions specifically regarding the things that Candace had talked about. About him being, you know, a rapist and a murderer and a bezzler. And, you know, all, all that. You know, he's basically a shitbag who demeans women women and um you know all, all that good stuff and and he vernon jones didn't take too kindly to that and apparently he stormed off in a fit a- after calling Stu peters a bigot and a racist does does Stu peters like support candace do we know i mean um well if he doesn't he's going too soon um well i'm going to tell you this cause, much okay cause I, I i i now know some people that know Stu peters that we can certainly make that happen. We are trying to get uh, Candace on Ann Vandersteel as well. And, uh, and I know Pete Santilli's and, show. Yep. Uh, we put him in, We put Candace in touch with Pete Santilli. We yep. put him in touch with, uh, um, and I actually asked Pete Santilli, who talks to Michael Flynn all the time. I told him, I said, well, good. Well, next time you talk with General Flynn, go ahead and ask him why he supported Vernon Jones. Uh, you actually also asked Wendy. Oh, well, 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 uh, would you shut the oh, F up, please? I, I know. You're stealing my I'm, thunder. I again. love stealing your thunder. So then I asked, because uh, a little bit later I met Wendy Rogers, and I asked Candace if she knew who Wendy Rogers was. And, Senator uh, from Arizona. She said, yeah, I met her in South Dakota. She, inversed, she endorsed Vernon Jones. And then I went to, I said, okay, I'm going to ask her why in about five minutes. So then I went right up to Wendy Rogers' face, and I said, so can you explain to me why you voted for Vernon Jones? I mean, literally, endorsed. not not endorsed or endorsed Vernon Jones. I said, cause not literally not more than nine months ago, he was a liberal and now he's a Republican. Did you even bother to stop and ask him why all of a sudden he became a Republican or how he became an America first candidate this fast? Cause I've never, ever seen anybody become an America first candidate that fast. And normally it takes a lot of people to like bless off. Like you gotta get the, you gotta get the Trump sign of approval that you're an America first candidate, that type of thing. Um, she said, well, I will get back to you tomorrow. And then she avoided me like the plague. Yeah, she sure did. So uh, anybody out there that may have voted for Wendy Rogers, uh, you might want to rethink that one. I'm not saying anything bad about her because she seemed to believe all the same things we did. However, when she was pressed for information on why she did something, she didn't really give a whole lot of information about it. It seemed like the GOP told her to, so she complied. Almost don't like, like that. people that comply. So then I asked... Uh, I asked Candace, if she knew who Dr. Sherwood was, she said yes. I said, well, we just gave her your email so that the two of you can start talking about what you're doing to run your campaigns because you know he, that he's running for the governor of Oklahoma. Maybe the two of you can team up and do some stuff. I mean, the two of you sound about the same. Everything that I heard from Dr. Sherwood and everything I've ever heard from Candace, and I've been following Candace a hell, long, hell of a lot longer than I've been following Dr. Sherwood. And I've actually been following Dr. Sherwood longer than I've been following Candace. So. And uh, 
Candace has done, she did an amazing job this past weekend. If you didn't see it, if you're from Georgia, now we're going local here. I apologize, but for all my Georgians that are listening, if you did not see what she did in Hinesville, Richmond Hill, Savannah, and everywhere she was this past weekend, she did amazing things. I watched all the videos. She gave us a shout out. Thank you very much, Candace. Uh, we appreciate that, but we also appreciate the fact that she still converses with me almost on a daily basis. I'm always asking her questions. <laughs> I'm always asking her, hey, did you hear about this? Did you see this? What do you think about this? And she's she always has finds time. I don't know how she does it. The woman is amazing. Any other woman would get upset about her husband texting with a beautiful woman, but not me because I know my husband adores me and I'm not concerned. So um, just saying. I asked her, I said, hey, we got a podcast tonight. Is there any message you would like me to say for you uh since you can't come on because she's involved in some other things tonight uh she just said uh jesus guns and babies so if you're from georgia remember those words jesus guns and babies and those are the three most important things to her and morality over money in georgia we the people run this government it belongs to us we will decertify with or without an audit we have the data we know the election was hijacked that came directly from her mouth, and God bless her. I completely agree with her, and uh, no disagreement from here. And if you're in Georgia, listen to this. Seriously, just listen. Give her five minutes of your time. If you don't like what you hear at the end of that five minutes, I got you. At least you tried. But listen for five minutes. I guarantee she will win you over in five minutes. Why? She won me over in five minutes, and I'm a, a tough nut to crack. Yeah, yeah, you are. So either way, folks. Um, I don't have anything else. I think we've expanded. Uh, we're we're almost at 2:45. Yeah, so, we're done, folks. Uh, have a good I night. Mean, I have a ton of other stuff, but we'll, we're not going to go into it today. We'll we'll yeah. be done. I, I skipped over. I know a whole ton because yeah. I spoke for almost we, an hour and a half. We are, and, and I, as much as Mick is fighting against this, we are going to end up doing more shows than two in a week because now we're bringing on guests. So we'll yeah, do, we're going to be doing We'll more. do two of our new shows. We'll do probably two guest interviews a week. and um, We're going to be picking it up. And it's going to be picking up. Plus the pandemic coming out. Basically, we're going to be putting out five shows a week. You plus we have, have and four. Plus we have, uh, well, we, we have, um, I, we got another Kovac special coming up. Janet's already reached out. She said she wants to do another Kovac special because there's been a lot of stuff that's come a out lot, of COVID. A lot. And I kind of want to, uh, I'm trying to get her to come on with us with Do Dr. Sherwood. And um, I want to get her on with Dr. Sherwood and uh, Cordy, uh, Dr. Cordy Williams. I want to bring her on for both of those because she is a nurse. She's worked with doctors before. She knows how to talk to these guys better than I do. And I've got to watch my mouth for both of those interviews. I respect both those individuals. So I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure I don't cuss. But I got a feeling with Cordy Williams, uh, a fuck might slip out. I apologize. <laughs> but remember, it's not a swear word. It's Janet. merely an acronym. <laughs> Janet cusses more than both of us This combined. is fucking true. <laughs> Janet's going to have to wash her mouth too. Ooh, I can't yes, wait to watch this. Gonna this is going to be funny. I know. I'm excited. So folks, Until again, then. have a good night. Uh, Thanks for, for the listening. And VLAN. Like, share, subscribe. Please share the show with your friends. Hey, Check one us more out. time. Check us out on Steel Truth. Tomorrow. Go to MyPillow. MyPillow.com. We will have a promo code um, no later than Monday. It should be Defiant. So if you just want yeah, to write either, that down. It's either going to be Defiant or Freedom. I, I told her to choose one of the two. I, defiant. We're going to go with Defiant. Well, just tell her Defiant. All right. I'll tell her that. Anyway. Because nobody else has got Defiant. Probably, I guarantee you. Probably not. No. Because nobody's as sick as I am. So this is go true. with Defiant. Defiant. Defiant will be our, our promo code. You'll be able to type it in probably Save on Monday morning. up to 66%. Yes. Um, 
And you're supporting not only us, but you're also supporting Mike Lindell. And he's been doing a lot of great work. And, uh, you know, when you actually get to talk to Mike Lindell face-to-face, it's really crazy, folks. Because, you know... He's a, he's a very tall man as well. Yeah, but he's very normal. Uh, very, well, very is. normal. And when I is. told him that I was a, a retired soldier, he was like, he, he was like I, I should be on a knee to you. I was like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> I was like, you should never ever get on a knee for another man. You should get on a knee for God, and that's it. And he looked at me with the biggest eyes I had ever seen on a human being. And then we sat there and just bullshitted. We were just talking like two old buddies that were drinking out at a bar, except he doesn't drink and he doesn't do anything else cool anymore. Because well, all his blow days are all gone. Crackhead, yeah. I know. But... Folks, he's actually a really normal guy, and when I actually asked him some very serious questions, I actually asked him a bunch of questions about the packet data, that the packet data capture. I actually leveled some, I, I, I told him some shit we've said on the show before. I said, hey, look, um, have you ever thought about sending your packet data capture, all the stuff that you've got, a copy of it, just send it down to freaking Cyber Ninjas. Have you ever thought about doing that? So that, that would help in Arizona. He's like, I didn't think I could. I said, why not? You're, you're a private fucking civ- civilian. There's no reason why you can't. And he said, hmm, never thought about it that way. Yeah, and that's still ongoing because... Uh, I said, look, Arizona's going to be a big one Maricop- for... The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors literally on the stand admitted to deleting evidence. Yep. And what's going to happen to them? Probably nothing. Nothing. The same thing that's going to happen to Comey for a line in front but, of the fucking but, Senate. But, but, but... There's a lot more with that, though, if all of a sudden we can hook in the machines to fucking with Maricopa's numbers. Let me tell you something, folks. That changes a lot of stuff in a lot of states. I bet you see a bunch more states jump on this audit train real quick, fast, in a hurry, if that can be proven. But the problem is is that Mike Lindell's got a butt-ton of information and very few people that understand what information they've actually collected to find exactly what you need for Arizona out of all of that information. And we're talking... It's like a needle in a haystack. Yeah, we're talking gazillions of... Terabytes. Terabytes of information. There's tons of information that his guys collected. Yeah. So he's got a rough road ahead of him. We've got to support him. I, I completely believe in the guy. I, I think he's and trying to do the right thing for the country. If uh, if you've already bought all of his My Pillow products, he is actually coming up or soon to be releasing a store rolling out called, called My Store, My Store, um, which will hope to rival Amazon. So you know you can get pretty much everything at My Store, and uh, that Re- that'll be out soon. And our promo code will work there as well. So. Remember. Folks, we're trying to. Everybody's trying to develop an alternate marketplace for what's we already exists. We need our own economy. We need our own economy. I, I've been telling all of my buddies about them. I've actually uh, pushed out today uh, my buddies from Zero Foxtrot because we were trying to get them to come on as sponsors as well. When we found out how easy this is to do, you just got to make contact with them and all this other stuff. And we pushed information out to them. So hopefully, we'll be supporting them soon too i even pushed it out to ranger up waiting to hear back from them so the second i hear back anything from these guys i i will push you all out the info so you guys can go to their stores get discounts get their stuff wear their stuff be proud of it um i'm we're actually pushed it out to zero foxtrot their first response back to us was like yeah we don't do that stuff and then it finally got up to the leadership they sent us back i got a text message from them saying hey uh I just saw this thing. I don't know if this is you or not. And then I got a phone call saying, oh, this is you. Um, hey, <laughs> what in the f-, f is going on? And I explained it to him. I laid it out for him. And he's just like, 
oh shit. And I was just like, yeah. And I actually passed along contact information and everything. So he's trying to get the promo code thing going because he didn't know about promo codes. So it's a, it's going to be a process, folks. I appreciate your patience. Uh, like I said, anything you get from these guys, the money that we get in return goes to this show. Uh, better equipment, better studio, uh, better t-shirts. We're going to put our own stuff out. We're going to start doing all of that stuff that everybody wants. Everybody, I we keep getting requests for merch. I get it. We're going to get it out. We're going to get you t-shirts. We're going to get you sweatshirts. We're going to get you bumper stickers and all that other all that other wonderful stuff that looks just kind of like what's behind her head there, except we're going to go with a, something. Our, our actual symbol is going to be a little different because we're going to go with 13 stars instead of all the stars around the no, lion's four, head like that. Four, 14 stars. Oh, I so thought you said se- 13. 17 total, 14 oh, stars 17. on the that's outside, right. three on the inside, three on the 17 inside. Okay. total. 17 total. Yep. So we're going to go with 17 stars just to keep it within a certain realm. And it will say the, the Patriot Party podcast of the United States of America. So yep. um, other than that, I don't have anything more. Nope, that's it. I'm done. I'm tapped. Done. I'm wiped. Yes. Thanks for All listening. Right. Yep. Thank you for listening. Have a good night, folks. And uh, we will see you soon.